Hey, everybody. We got shirts. Your favorite coaster sucks on the Amazon store. Check it out. Absolutely right. We do. We got a bunch of colors available and the shirts are in two different designs. We got the classic golden ticket logo and our Rolly ride logo. We also got 10 different colors, man. Yeah. Like you're wearing a shirt right now, so you could always use more shirts. Add to the collection. Get in a lot of crazy shit. Wear it in line for your least favorite ride. Tell every Thuzi their favorite coaster sucks. Make a fanboy of the Fury 325 cry. Very easy to do, all by sporting a Your Favorite Coaster Sucks shirt. We also got sweatshirts available through Amazon. We are now shipping to Germany and UK. So if you are out there listening to us, you can get our shit there too. Buy a shirt. I'm Mitchell Culligan, and this is Action News. We are here live at Kings Island with a special report on long lines. I'm joined by Roller Coaster Savant. Sean Flanagan. That's Flaherty. Oh, sorry. Flaherty Flanagan. No, Sean Flaherty. Right, Sean Flaherty. No, Sean Flaherty. All right, well, what's going on here today at King's Island, Mr. Flapperty? It's Flaherty, and we're here to talk about... Fantastic. Why do I agree to these? What coasters usually have the longest lines at King's Island, Mr. Flashbang? Flaherty. And I'd say it really depends on the weather. And Wonderful. Now we understand you are the supreme leader of some sort of roller coaster cult, Mr. Flapjack. Flaherty. And that's not true. I'm a member of a roller coaster club, but it doesn't matter if... Delightful. Now, how do you plan to vote on Proposition 67, Mr. Flashlight? Flaherty. And I thought we were here to talk about King's Island and what type... Excellent. Now, is it true that Son of Beast was removed as part of a voodoo ritual, Mr. Flabbergast? Flaherty. No. Stupendous. Now, do you know the Muffin Man? The Muffin Man? The Muffin Man, who lives on Drury Lane. Is this a joke? He's been connected to four homicides in the greater Cincinnati area, Mr. Facebook. Flaherty. No, I don't know the Muffin Man. Oh, my God. I recognize you from YouTube. Oh, wondrous. Mr. Friendly has a fanboy. Flaherty. And hey, it's always a pleasure to meet a fan. Do you remember this time you rode Bandit in Japan? Yep. Uh, what's it like? Hey, uh, maybe we can talk later. I'm technically being interviewed on the news right now. Well, actually, I'm Cuckoo for Coasters. And I'm the Coaster Cuck. And this is our collaboration video, Action News with Sean Flonkerton. So we're going to get a lot of views. What the hell is wrong with you guys? It's pronounced Flaherty. Welcome to the worst roller coaster podcast on the internet. Now, let's join Ben and Zach as they tell you why your favorite coaster sucks. I'm Zach, and I am sipping on mint tea. I'm Ben in Farewell, Seattle. I'm Sean, living it up in fabulous Columbus, Ohio. Holy shit, we got Sean Flaherty in the house. How's it going, Sean? It's going great, man. This is this is exciting. We are both super excited to have you on here. We have seen you in like some Discovery Channel shows and Rob Alvey videos and Tommy Faircloth videos dating back to when we first got into the hobby. So it's it's really mad exciting to talk to you. Well, thank you very much, man. Thanks for inviting me. This is going to be great. 
So uh, first things first, do you got anything you'd like to plug up top? I know you got a fantastic YouTube channel. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, that's literally the only thing I really have to plug. I don't have any other social media. Um, if, they, if it, YouTube is considered social media even. And uh, I just keep it simple. I have an email, <laughs> YouTube. And um, and if you guys are interested in what I do for a living, go to eyesoffreedom.org and uh, check out what we do for veterans. For sure. He does a noble work as well as being an awesome coaster dude. Who's well, got you. mad stories as we were finding <laughs> out in our little pre-interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Too many. So uh, we we customarily got to start off with what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking Yinling. Um, it's my favorite beer. I actually toured the uh, brewery in July of this year, and um, I'm not a big drinker, admittedly. Um, I already got one in me, and I'm finishing up second one now, and I'm probably going to start a third, and that probably will be it for me because uh, I've been known, I've been actually called Two Shot Sean before because two shots will get me drunk. <laughs> so, so you got the buzz going. No, no, not yet. I mean, I, I ate a big dinner right like an hour ago, so uh, I might be all right. Okay, all right. So we're not going to get some uh, crazy 1992 Scandinavia trip story that you swore you'd never tell. Oh, I don't need to be drunk for that. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Well, uh, Ben, what do you got tonight? Uh, just water because I'm in the middle of still moving my life, and uh, I just haven't had time to really drink. But that's that's fair. How's the uh, how's the move preparations going? So I have like everything in boxes, at least. So it's just a matter of like cleaning up out of here. I just it's just hard to do between work. So but I leave Friday night after work. Where are you moving to? So I'm moving back to Denver. Uh, for some reason, I, I moved out to Seattle uh, just over a year ago because my r- job was remote. Um, and at the time I thought my job, I thought I was only going to be remote for six months. I didn't know we would have like a pandemic that would keep that going. So, Oh, you didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I just well, figured it's a good time to go back to Denver. Post, um, podcast oh shit. The, the music internet. is still going. <laughs> Why did it do that? This right. is live. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm trading uh, wild waves for lakeside. So that will be fun. Oh wow! I, I was just in Denver last month, so uh, I love Denver. I I, I've, I go there a couple times a year, mainly for work. So okay, yeah, it's a it's a fun place. I, I miss it. I think I don't know. I think Seattle is like a, maybe a better city overall, but I think for living, I think Denver is a little better. Yeah, just be sure to drink lots of water. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you have like your first mountain excursion planned for when you move there? Uh, I'm going to try to go backcountry skiing that weekend, um, or the weekend after I get there. So that's about <laughs> it. But, um, yeah, I, I just excited to go back and hang out with my friends again and well, avoid the out. fires. Oh yeah, I know. I know. That's been really bad this year. I, I have a friend that I just talked to a couple hours ago that lives out there and she told me, um, that she, she's going to send me a picture tonight, but she can see the flames from her house. Oh, wow. That's, that's scary shit right there. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah and, and I know they got a bunch of snow, but it's only like 10% or contained right now. So well, that's the thing about Denver. Like when I went out there, they got eight inches of snow and literally within like a, a couple hours, it was all gone. Yeah. Like completely yeah. melted because they had a day of a hundred degrees the day prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what they, it, 
that's what's uh, fun about living out there because you don't really ha- – there's really no seasons. You can have 100 degrees or snow pretty much 10 months out of the year. That's amazing. Yeah, so it's kind of fun. Well, that's exciting. How long is your new lease for? Like 14 days? It's actually four months. Um, I'm taking over another lease. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what the hell kind of lease is four months? Well, so all these apartment buildings will actually do short-term leases, but they set it up. So they, they they have all this software, which maximizes the potential rent of each unit. So what they do is like, if they can estimate that they can charge 400 more dollars in June for a year lease and it's July or January, they'll make like a four or five month lease and then make it like, you know, 1600 versus 1800 just so they can get people in and out of there at the right time. It's kind of fucked up. That's why housing is so expensive. Shit. That's terrible. Yeah, and it, it sucks too if like you're in one of these new buildings and they're like, oh yeah, sign a 11 month lease, but then what they don't tell you is when they when you renew, um, your rent will either go up like seven hundred dollars for month to month, or you got to pay like double for two additional months, and it's just yeah, those new apartment buildings are awful. So fucking millennial cities are like that now. No oh boy. <laughs> I mean, they're renovating like the L stop right next to my apartment. So I know that, you know, within the next five years, the rent's going to be like one and a half times what it is now. Yeah. Yeah. That, well, it's exactly opposite on my end because uh, I live in the suburbs of Columbus and my property value has gone down because they just added a uh, family dollar like 500 feet from me. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's, Fuck that downgrades the value. Yeah. Was it? It, it, it seems not by. I mean, not like a ton, but I mean, I definitely have no. I mean, it's been there for a year, um, but it's it's. I mean, I went in there once, and there was a fist fight going on. I just walked right back out. I was oh, like, okay, boy. yeah. So, if you ever watch the show, like um, live PD or cops or any of that stuff, you know, usually when there's uh, they're arresting people, a lot of times it's in front of a family toddler. So. <laughs> Is it that specific brand or is it just the, uh, I think it's all of them. Like there's the general dollar, you know, um, family dollar. I don't know what you guys have where you're at, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. You know, I do know that there's, um, I think there's more dollar generals than Walmart's right now or something. Oh, wow. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I mean, they built, there was, I, so I, uh, went to high school in this little town in the middle of Wisconsin and it was maybe like 25,000 people and they had $3 generals. Oh, wow. And like, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I don't, doesn't make sense. No. Well, you can never have a shortage of like knockoff pizza rolls and Fago. <laughs> yeah. Everything in there is a knockoff. Like even the children's toys, it's, it's so bad. Like it's, it's funny, but it's kind of sad. I I remember going into, I I had a root canal a couple, uh, last year and I was, they told me, you know, just eat ice cream today. Don't eat anything heavy and all that. So I went in there to go get ice cream. And by the time I got to the counter, it had literally leaked half of its contents through a hole in the bottom. (laughs) And she's like, you have to get another one. I'm like, I ain't getting any of this stuff. Goodbye. (laughs) So, 
yeah, this is worse than a McDonald's milkshake. Uh, yeah. And, and what's jacked up is I used to like melt ice cream in the microwave and just drink it like soup when I was a kid. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a coaster enthusiast. Of course. And uh, yeah. And then, but yeah, I haven't had ice cream for a long, 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 long while. So nice. <laughs> We have a fun-ass segment that we like to start off the show with. Ben, do you have the sound effect queued up? I do. All right. So this is our killer coaster of the week. (laughs) And this week's killer coaster is Steel Dragon 2000 at Nagashima Spa Land. Um, now, Ben and I, neither of us have been on this ride, but I know you have. I have. I rode it last year, finally. I've been to that park. I went to that park in 2005, and it was closed because of the accident. Um, I should note, though, I don't think it actually killed anybody. It, 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 it really fucked some people up, but it didn't. I don't think it actually killed somebody. But regardless, it didn't. Didn't it somebody. kill someone when it hucked a wheel? No, it hit him in the water park, and I think they just got really severely injured. I mean, oh. I, I can look that up again. Unless that person died like years later. I don't think they died when it happened. Um, well, then I might be lying about this being a killer coaster. Well, it still screwed somebody up. So, um, but yeah, it was, um, it was a bummer. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess we'll allow crippler coasters. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it maimed, you know. <laughs> so, um, uh, I finally got on it uh, last year and with the B&M trains and uh, it was, it was, it was a lot better than I thought it was, but I wasn't a fan of those trains on that ride because, you know, we're, we're conditioned to know that B&M trains like that, you know, the, that those specific seats are usually on a smoother coaster. Um, and it was weird to ride them on a coaster it wasn't designed for. Uh, they were tighter restraints than the typical B&M things, and they had like a, a shin guard and all that stuff. But, yeah, the ride was was a lot better. I thought it had a lot more airtime, a lot of laterals. It's not the smoothest thing in the world, but it's it's a lot of fun. I only got to ride it twice, though. So there's yeah. good airtime on those hills? Um, there, it's it's decent. I mean, it's 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 better than I would say, uh, like the the Morgans that are in our country. Like the, I mean, excluding Phantom's Revenge, but more airtime than like Mamba or Valley Fair or Valley Fairs, you know, Wild Things, stuff like that. It's it, it just that's what surprised me. And and then you know, with it being the longest coaster in the world, it was it lasted a long time, man. Yeah, like I like on the POVs, it just seems like it goes forever. Yeah, it's like t- riding Magnum like twice. I mean, that's what it feels like. It's really strange. And the uh, the ops at that park sucks so bad, though. <laughs> and that coaster by far has the most queue of any coaster I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I would never want to go to a park if that thing was filled. Go to that park, regardless. You know, I mean, it was just packed. So what, like, operation-wise, do they run at least more than one train? Um, the first day I was at Fuji Q, they were running one train on everything, including Hakuge. And then the second day, um, I think it was a Saturday. I was there halfway through the day. They, they shut down steel phantom and look at the axles and check the track and all that stuff for a couple hours. And then they reopen it and they had two trains on it when they reopened it, but they don't let you, uh, choose your seat and you go where you're told. And then it just from the from the brake run, like the first set of brakes to the time it hits the station, it just seems like it takes forever. Did anybody in your party complain about the assigned seating? Um, a lot of a lot of them did that. We were trying to do stuff, with, <laughs> like, you know, like let people go in front of us. And when they got hold of that, they were really angry. So um, both times I rode Steel Dragon, I rode it by myself. I wasn't with, with the rest of the guys. So uh, I honestly don't know 
like if they I don't think they would be complaining to the the, the ops or anything like that. Um, because the Japanese are very reserved, you know, they don't like to cause uh, any problems or any of that. They just go to where they're at. And I remember we were riding Thunder Dolphin and a couple of the guys were letting people go in front so they get a front seat ride. And, and those guys almost got kicked out of the, off the ride for doing that. Holy shit. Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Well, it just like wouldn't surprise me at all, like with the typical coaster enthusiast attitude to be like, Man, row eight on Steel Dragon. This is fucking bullshit. We no, I mean, the guys I was with, there were seven of us, and we were all they were. Everybody was very well behaved. I would say, you know, I mean, we may not agree with some of their policies and stuff, but what can you do? You know, we weren't we weren't going to be those guys that said, "Hey, we're American." You know, we deserve this. We there was there wasn't anything like that. I have a YouTube. <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something like that. You know. Um, it wasn't anything like that. And I even told the guys, because I had been there for a month prior, you know, like in 2005, I, I told them on our first train ride to um, our Airbnb we were staying the first night, I was like, listen, if you have a problem with some of the way that the Japanese operate parks and stuff, don't make a scene about it. Just don't do that. If you need time to cool off, go walk, go walk away. Don't do that. So hopefully that helped a little bit because uh, that would that was my nightmare, um, having somebody on the trip act up because of, you know, well, I'm an American. I deserve this. And that didn't happen. Well, that's good that you had uh, like a good, you know, mindful group there. Well, and that, and that was another thing. I only knew three of the guys on that trip before that trip. I met the other guys on that trip and I don't like to do trips with people. I don't know very well because I have had some (laughs) nightmares happen. Okay. Oh yeah. And, um, so, a couple of the guys were like, are you cool with this? And I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I'm going to do my own thing. And I ended up bonding uh, with the guys really, really well. I mean, we, we, every night we just hang out at the Airbnb, um, grab a couple of drinks, you know, dump all our footage for the day. And then uh, Dan and I, Dan from Midway Mayhem and I would just go out. Like usually our places had balconies and stuff like looking outside and we just sit out there and, and just chat about old, old times. Like it used to be like you guys remember for sure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I heard about the whole like, just did the seat assignment thing, um, and why they con- and like how they consider it disrespectful. Like, I wonder what the you know what I mean. I wonder what the mindset is. Well, they're they're all very contained, and what I mean by that is they're all very structured. Like everything is structured. Like the trains leave on the second. Um, if you if you're two minutes late, you're going to miss your train. Okay. Um, everything has its own container. Like when you like the last place we stayed at, we stayed in a capsule. Um, uh, what do you call those places? Not a hotel. Um, like a pod? Oh, or- no, like it, it, it's where everybody stays like in the same room. What Hostel. It was a capsule hostel. <laughs> so we stayed in these little more or less coffins. And I don't know. It was just, it was just a just interesting time. And, and um, everybody was very, very, like, Hey, but anyway, once we checked in there, you had to put your shoes in these compartments and then they gave you shoes to wear up into the room. Like that was odd, you know, you couldn't take your own shoes up there, but you know, that's just how they operate. And everybody is so nice there. It's my, by far my favorite country to visit. Nice. I mean, I've heard great things about Japan. I'd love to go. I I, I could, I could easily live there easily. It's so easy to get around. I mean, yeah. If anybody that's listening to this has never been to Japan before you get too old, please visit. And what, and what sucks is like my favorite coaster is there, Dodadampa and I won't be able to ride it ever again because the age, age uh, limit. Wait, the what? 
they have a 50, I, I turn 50 next year and they have a, they have a, uh, requirement that you can't be 50 to ride. If you're 50, you're, you're, you can't ride. Oh, really? oh shit. How yeah. do they enforce it? Because that park, when you buy your ticket, they take your picture and every ride you get on has you, they face scan you and it has like your info. Like, I don't know if they put your name in that info or your age in that info or whatever, but, um, you get this little thing and then, um, you literally sit in front of a camera right before you get into the station and they say, okay, you're good to go. So I, I would try it. I would go in line and just like, like try to like say, Oh, I'm 45, you know, and see what yeah. happens. But they're, they're pretty strict with the rules. So, you know, but oh, maybe wow. because when it, when it, when it had the tower, the age uh, required, the age limit was actually higher. It was like 70 and then they made it more intense, I believe. And now it's 50. Damn! Wow. And I and I don't know if they'll enforce that or whatever, but that's what we were told. So, I don't think I can't think of another ride that probably has that. But it makes I guess it seems like that would happen in Japan. But yeah, I mean it, it's the most intense ride on the planet in my in my opinion. I mean, you know that it's intense when parts of your body you can feel moving <laughs> on the launch inside. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it really does. Oh, like you you can feel your intestines move around. You can feel everything just shift backwards. <laughs> you know, you know, like the gut wrench used, like you feel in drops and drop towers and stuff. Like I, I, I don't get that at all. I haven't got that. I haven't felt that in decades. Okay, that's the only ride that really gets me do that on that level. Oh wow! Yeah, I, I, every time I've, I've ridden uh, that ride four different times, and I literally, I, I shake for a half an hour after I ride it. Damn. Yeah, it looks good. I would love to ride it. Although the the top hat look, did you ride it both top hat and loop? Yeah, top hat had the most airtime I've ever experienced. Oh fuck! I bet that was sick. I got on hypersonic. Yes. How much was it like that? Or like it, it was, was more? It was, you know how hypersonic was like scary ejector. Yeah. It, it 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 was even more than that, but it had a different shape, so it had like a more round top, so like the ejector lasted longer. That that was the only time I've actually been afraid of fl- flying out of a coaster on hypersonic and. Do, there's the other one you know now it's dodo dodampa or, or no dodo dampa and i would have loved to get on that yeah that park's amazing what else, uh let's see fujiyama yeah that ride looked i'm not a big fan of that oh, really? um yeah i mean if you look at the layout it's kind of loosely based on the coney island cyclone but steel but you know way higher i mean it's kind of that type except the last part but um, we rode Bandit just a couple days prior to that, and we all love Bandit because it's so smooth. And then you get on this thing, and it's got different trains, and just the transitions are bad. I mean, if you have a bad back, don't ride it. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's cool because when you're on the top of lift hill, if it's a clear day, Fuji, Mount Fuji is like right in front of you when you go over the top of lift. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was that. And, dude, we, we rode this dark ride, like the last thing we rode <laughs> – and I don't remember the name of it. We, we, we waited like 40 minutes for it. We're like, this better be good. And we get to the, the, where the, the station is and this car comes in and they sit you down and they strap your arms down so you can't move. <laughs> and then they, and then you have headphones on and it plays 360 degrees audio, but it's completely in the dark for you know five minutes or whatever it is. But there's people in there that are grabbing you on the chest and the shoulders and the back while you're on the cart going through it. And you can't see them. It's it's terrifying. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah. That sounds pretty awesome. 
Yeah, it was it was crazy. Like the, the reviews on the, the vlog I had from that particular park visit, I mean, they're all authentic. Like everybody's freaking out like, wow, like this is crazy. So that would never happen here in the States. Yeah, no, certainly not right now. But. Oh, well, although I did, I did a haunt here in Columbus that's pretty well known in the haunt world called Haunted Hoochie. <laughs> and <laughs> it's the most intense haunt. Um, is that the place that got the blue yes, flash? Yes, yes, it is. Yep, I, 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 it wasn't running when I was there. I, I seriously, seriously doubt they'll get that certified by the state of Ohio to run. But the haunt itself lasts about forty minutes, and it's just sensory overload. And they, they usually, um, they're usually allowed to grab you and throw you into like tombs and stuff. I mean, they, they just take it to the next level. But now they can't touch you. So now they touch you, but they touch you with like chainsaws and stuff. You know, um, it's. <laughs> it, it's so intense. I mean, it is not for the faint of heart, man. It is crazy intense. What uh, uh, mo- What is the thing you guys mentioned that they have? But Blue Flash, the uh, John Ivers coasters. He, he, um, they bought oh, both of them. Okay, yeah, okay. Blue, Blue Two and that. So I went over the two of them and you know checked them out up close and stuff. But um, um, it was night and there was nobody there to run them because I, I, I don't have that credit because. The weight requirement, I was just over it for when it operated in Indiana, and now he rebuilt the lift, so I heard it doesn't have a, a weight limit anymore. So so you trust that fucking thing? No, but I'm going to ride it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no, I don't trust that. that. That'll be the most terrifying coaster I ever ride if I get that credit. I'm not even joking. I mean, if you look at the tray or the if you look at the car and then you see the gauge of the track and you can see where there's obvious wear and tear, it just doesn't. I'm surprised it can still run. Well, and that's the thing, what because you can walk right up to it, and I put my I, I touched the loop and I touched the track just to see how, and it, it was actually sturdier than I thought. Like I was like tapping the rail, and it it, it wasn't it wasn't like bending or anything, you know. Like it, I mean, it it has give, but it's it, you know. I don't know, man. It, it looks cool there because it's in this whole kind of creepy thing called an abusement park. Oh, and they boy. have a they have a Ferris wheel from Buckeye Lake there, and and they have um, a couple other rides that are just they're running, but there's nobody there. It's pretty crazy. That definitely sounds terrifying. Yeah, and it's weird because it's 20 minutes from where I live. Interesting. Is it like in the middle of nowhere? No, it's 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 in a um, town called Patascola, which is just a suburb of Columbus. So it's on Eastern. Like the National Road is uh, Route 40, and it's on 40. So if you're taking either direction into Columbus, you'll eventually pass it. You can see it from the road. So okay, for sure. I mean, maybe I'll try to get out there if Blue Flash opens. But hey, <laughs> yeah, you know I'm not gonna lie. I'll be I'll be terrified to ride it yeah like maybe if it didn't have the inversion it wouldn't be quite as scary but well that's what i'm thinking because the other coaster that's ne- uh, like on the other side of the haunt uh, the blue two the other one he bought it, you know that doesn't have that that would be like the one i would do first just to see if like is this is going to be as horrible as i think it will be i mean i know a ton of people that have ridden it you know both of them so i love how um the like it seems like if you're really tall your head is outside of the like, you know, like the radius yeah. in the loop, and it seems like it kind of throws your like throws you side to side out of the car a little bit. I've heard that, and I've, I've heard it's it's a mixture of jackhammering and laterals, like you wouldn't believe at the same time. Nice. All right. So basically, it's on a beast. <laughs> so, um, but it's it's definitely. Uh, I know two people that have ridden it, and the loop gave them an instant migraine. 
because the, the forces in the loop, someone said it was six G's. I don't think it's that high, but it's, it's, I'm sure it's high. Well, I mean, if he didn't calculate the radius of that shit properly, I could right. easily see it being six G's. Well, it kind of looks like, did you guys ever see that, that fucked up ride? Um, it's cool and fresh. It sounds what? Really- it's this fair ride that has a single four cross vehicle and it goes up and it looks like a Eurofighter, but like if someone designed it like with Microsoft paint, um, Oh, oh God. yeah. 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 Cause it's, so, it's, it's one of those coasters that it does like a full rotation almost back and then vertical. Well, it, it has a really tiny, yeah. Like a tiny loop on it. I think I gotta, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. That's, I gotta that's find one. this. Yeah, I think uh, they even have one in Roller Coaster Tycoon 3, I think. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I think so. What's I mean, at least it's, at least it's uh, uh, cool and fresh, I think. Yeah. It's it's like a traveling coaster. I mean, it's all it's like magnetically break down most of the drop, and then it lets you go into the loop, and then there's like a turn, and then the ride's over. Oh, that's why it's not coming up on RCDB. Yeah, it's like a traveling one. Let me. I'll, I'll see if I can find uh, find one. We're chatting and, and then no I'll, problem. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't know, man. Blue Flash looks. Yeah. Oh, have you seen? We were talking about this one with our buddy El Toro Ryan a couple weeks ago here on the show. It's called Mon- Montana Rusa del Alta. Oh, that that uh, Mobius thing. It's like this invert. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of a different one. Oh, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we were great. talking about this when Ryan was here. It looks it's like the, the worst roller coaster ever, literally. It pretty it's much tough. looks like the blue flash if you turned it into an invert and added a bunch of height to it. No, I don't know that one. See, this no, one I, I can find can on our CDB. Yeah, <laughs> that looked like it was jank as shit. Do you remember what do you think do you remember what it was called? Montana Rusa del Alta or Para del Alta? Oh yeah, I want to f- this shit. Yeah, Ala Delta. There it is, Montana Rusa Ala Delta. Here, I'll put it in the Zencaster chat. Okay. Oh, here we go. Okay, let's see. Oh no! What the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that real? I mean, it's on RCDB. So. I love those. Oh, Lisa, Lisa, Lisa took the picture, so I know it's real. So. Did you see the trains on this thing? No, I, I I'm trying to. How do I? Oh, okay. Here we go. Let's see. It looks like a. Oh no! What the <laughs> hell? I think this is like become the official coaster of your favorite coaster sucks. Oh man! Even the wheel assemblies are all rusted and and. <laughs> yeah. There's a oh. POV, there's a POV of it on YouTube as well. L- look at the seatbelt clips. They're literally from a car. <laughs> <laughs> and they're and all like tied off. What the fuck? What the hell's that? I'm looking at a close up of the train and there's like a it looks like a helmet in the the one of the seats. Yeah, I think it has a helmet. You have to wear a helmet? Here, I'll, I'm going to post the YouTube POV okay. as well. Oh man, my nightmares have come true. Like there's a shot you can clearly see how the lift hill and drop are completely triangular. Oh, this video looks like shit, but okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I'm afraid to even watch this POV. Oh, 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 this is. <laughs> oh no! Here it goes. So, Sean, would you ride? <laughs> oh boy! Oh no! You gotta love how it's struggling to get over the hill. Mm-hmm. Oh, what a nightmare! Oh God, the banking! I know. Like, like 
Who thought that was a good idea? Like, nothing good can come from that. Good lord. Well, I've seen it all now. Have you ever seen that powered... Uh, it's like a powered looping coaster in France. It's mm. like... A, it's literally an oval, like a wacky worm, but it just has a loop in it, and it power it like pushes it forward and backward. No, it's not that Schwarzkopf catapult, is it? No, this is like literally a wacky worm with a loop in it. <laughs> That's oh, <really> great. <laughs> and it's it's that, got like metal restraints and, and like metal over the shoulder restraints too. I mean, that's like somebody going to Cedar Point and seeing like Raptor and being like, "Oh, I can build one of those." You know, <laughs> let's go to Radio Shack and let's go to you know Walmart, get some duct tape and some PVC pipe, and there we go. Better than Raptor. It looks like some that this park hired John Ivers <laughs> yes! to build them Raptor. <laughs> they saw Raptor and they're like, "We need one of those." Jeez, man. Can you imagine? We, we cannot oh. afford B&M. We cannot afford Vacoma. But we heard about this guy in Indiana who has a shed. <laughs> I pasted. Okay. I pasted a POV of it. It does actually doesn't look th- as bad as it might be, but it looks pretty bad. Uh, this is the, okay. This is the wait. Let me. Uh, okay. I, oh, so far it looks kind of like a Zyklon or something. It's just weird that it's literally. Oh, oh my God. Oh my god. Oh, I see the loop. Okay, here we go. Dude, it's picking up some serious speed too. Here we go. Oh no. Yeah, that one doesn't look as bad as the other one. Yeah, um, it looks pretty professional. All right, I have to share a link then because I rode this the first time I was in Japan and I don't understand how this is good, but I swear to you it is. Um it's called I think it's just called High Roller. No, not no, that's the one in Vegas. Hold on. Oh, like the flat ride coaster thingy? Uh, no, it's it's a coaster kind of like a Zyklon, but it has like this banking that like you're like this 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 shouldn't be this shouldn't be a thing. Like th- this isn't going to work and it it works beautifully. So oh, let me Yeah, it kind of it's almost like the bottom uh, or like the entry into the Magnum Pretzel where it's like Yes, 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 yes. Yes. I'm just trying to find where it's at the sea um i'll find it which i wish rmc would do that on a coaster so i my thing like with just like with rmc and old arrows and stuff i feel like rmc could make those shitty elements that were shitty just due to lack of technology into like a modern so you get like the forces out of it but it's not you know bad design sure sure i remember there was this rumor many years ago when bnm put raptor in that being it was going to be hired to smooth out Magnum and Corkscrew. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Insert Draken Fire joke here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I'm in my POVs. I just got to find the coaster. Um, th- now, Zach, did you ride? Um, did you go to? I called it Satan's Village, but Santa's Village in Ride Typhoon. Who? Unfortunately, yes, I did. Yeah, same here. I got a POV, 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 yeah, POV of that on my channel as well. Oh, here, here it is. I got the not the. I'm trying to find this. Uh, there we go. All right. Watch this. Um, <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, that thing was a real piece of shit. Oh, dude, it, it was horrible. I remember when we rode it, like, on the lift hill, it had one of those, like, really jank-looking catwalks with, like, the, like, square assembling handrails. You know, the kind that, like, clip into place with each other. 
Yes. And you yes. could like reach out and actually grab the handrail from the car. Yep. <laughs> yeah. This one, this one, I, this park is closed. I believe um, it was one of the best parks we went to. Cause it, I mean, there was nobody there, but um, the, the transitions on the thing I just sent in the, in the, in the chat there, they, they were, it was very, very smooth. So, okay. Yeah. This, Oh shit. I see that first turn from like when it dispatches and it's like, yeah. Oh boy. But you're saying this is smooth cuz this looks like a death machine. It was it was very very smooth. Like you if you hear the commentary like uh, we're like how is this right? Like this shouldn't be right and it, it was very smooth. I'd like to point out that on this video there's an ad for a place called the Tickle Pink Inn. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Well, those are localized ads usually, so that's probably by you. Uh I have no idea. Feel <laughs> feel worlds away, yet home again at our enchanting coastal hideaway. Coastal? Well, no, I'm in Chicago. Yeah. I don't know. They're like you. You want to go to the Tickle Pink Inn? You've been watching a lot of roller coaster videos. <laughs> I, I stayed at this place near Darien Lake or um, somewhere in that area called the Cinderella Inn. I think it was called. And their tagline was home of the heart shaped jacuzzi. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, you're in for a quality experience then. Yeah. Holy shit. This, these turns make like arrow transitions look flawless. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, the bottom of that helix where it like, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. kind of like Ben was saying, like, I don't know, 20, 30 years later, RMC would make that a very marketable element. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And for those that are listening, if you look up Jet Roller at Mount Icoma Amusement Park, you'll see what we're talking about. So Yeah, and if anyone actually pays attention to the show notes, I'll put the link in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, totally. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, thank you for sharing. That is... Yeah, yeah. Oof. <laughs> yeah, I, I love doing these like obscure coasters that look like absolute trash. <laughs> well, that, Just, that's the thing. Go to Japan and there's plenty of them. <laughs> And those are always the most fun to see because you're just like, what the hell were they yeah. thinking? At, at that same park? Oh, no, it wasn't another park. It was it was a different park, but it was on top of a mountain like that one. Um, we walk up and the, the one coaster they had at the park, there was a guy welding the cross ties. And we we're like, well, we're not going to get the credit. So we'll just ride some other stuff. And there was like a spa there and everything. And there's a big bridge. It goes over a valley. And then we walk by the ride and the guy waves to us. He's still welding and he waves to us. So we walk down to the station. And he's like, do you want to ride? And we're like, well, you were just welding. And he's like, hop in. So we rode it <laughs> and it was fantastic. I, I think I have a POV of that up too. But then like literally after we did that trip in 05, um, there was that accident on the standup at Expo land. Oh and yeah, that was the last park of the trip we did. So that was kind of like, oh man, we just rode that thing, you know. And then, so the Japanese government went through all the parks and and reexamined their um, tracks, their axles, the trains, everything. And that coaster that was being welded was one on the list that it wasn't safe to run. Oh so, wow! Yeah, <laughs> I have no idea if they shut it down immediately or fixed it or whatever. But so yeah, we rode, rode both Fujin Region two. And mm-hmm. this coaster that was deemed by the government is unsafe. Yep. And walked away unscathed. Yeah. And, and to be honest, the Raging Cajun 2, we rode in the front, my friend Jim and I, and our friend Matt rode behind us. And we figured out, like, it, it's a horrible designed ride. It's like an out and back with just real shitty transitions and stuff. 
And we were like, we got to figure out a way to ride this or we're going to get thrashed. And we did, but Matt couldn't figure it out. So he just got a beating. And literally, as we were walking down the steps of the station, he said, this ride will kill somebody soon. He said that. Wow. And then look what happened. So, you know, it's bad when a coaster enthusiast can tell when a ride's actually going to kill somebody. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The, maybe there, maybe there's like a, a task force that they should hire enthusiasts to, you know, seriously, crystal ball or whatever and say, yeah, you don't want to operate this ride. Cause we've all been on shitty rides like that. You know, mainly they're on fairs, but in Japan, a lot of those fair quote unquote rides are like at, there are big parks, you know, or, or, you know, parks that you would never expect to see those in. Actually, if any um, government officials are listening, the three of us are a verified task force independent of any government. So we are available for hire. Hell yeah. Just, just throwing that out there. Yeah, Please hire us. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we will inspect and uh, verify rides are running well. We'll work for airtime. <laughs> exactly. And the sweet, sweet views. No. I, uh, <laughs> so uh, we got another fun segment here. All right. Yeah. So we like to find a bad park review on Google because those are, let's let's be honest, those are great. <laughs> and so, uh, Sean, if you don't mind reading this, we got some cheesy piano music. I've looked at this, and, and for the, the listeners, I'm reading this as is. This is not me screwing up the words. This is how it is written. <laughs> All right, so Ben's going to hit the music and take it away. I am a military veteran that is no stranger to being treated unfairly or not so nicely by my hosts, but I hear, but I am here to tell you this one tops them all. I have never treated. I have never been treated more poorly by stuff unwilling to to listen or make any sort of compromise in the fifty three years I have been on this earth. My crime, you ask? Well, I took a picture of my grandson while on a Snoopy ride that apparently you are not allowed to do at Kings Island. This was my first trip to the park in over two decades, and I wasn't aware of this rule when I was confronted by the security staff. I apologized for my mistake and explained to the young man that I wasn't aware and that I was sorry. I expected that perhaps a firm warning would have sufficed. Instead, me, my wife, and three-year-old grandson were treated like a co- like like a common criminals, physically escorted to a security holding facility and locked inside a room for upwards of an hour. I fully cooperated with the young man who detained us. I made a sincere, heartfelt apology for my indiscretion and told him that it mostly certainly wouldn't happen again. To my complete and utter surprise, I was told by this young man that was being ejected from the park. Mind you, I was on a week-long vacation with my wife and grandson, so being ejected from the park completely destroyed our vacation. I am, or should I say was, a first-time gold season pass holder because I will not be renewing my pass, nor will I ever return to this park. Perhaps the Cedar Fair Company needs to hire a few adults to manage the park and fuel the desires of the overzealous security staff. <laughs> In my case, the punishment was nowhere close to fitting the crime. Buyer, beware, and folks, be careful, because taking pictures of your children or grandchildren in certain places within this park is considered a crime. And just like me, you just might just find yourself on the outside looking in. One star. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> 
he, he had to like shot a POV and got shitty with the staff or something. I mean, I, yeah, I, there's definitely more to that story. It, it hurts that he, he, he was a military veteran. So sir, if you ever hear this, thank you for your service. But you know, I have no idea what happened. Yeah. That's the one thing I didn't like about that review. Cause that does suck. But yeah. at the same time, regardless, you know, there's more to that story. Oh, there always is. Yeah. Because you don't just get kicked out for saying, hey, I'm sorry. You know, I won't do that again. Yeah, you're right. I mean, even if you film a POV and get caught, you probably still won't get kicked out if you're just nice about it. Well, uh, maybe. But you know, I, I've seen a couple of people get kicked kicked out of Kings Island for shooting POV because they argued with the staff. That's oh, always right. what it is. Like, yeah. if you break a rule, if you play stupid and are respectful, then you're not because like they're not really there to kick you out. They're there no. to make sure that people are having a good time. Yeah, and, and if people are safe, and because I I've been hit with all kinds of loose articles on coasters. Um, I was riding Diamondback the year it opened. I was in the very back row, and a kid riding in the front row cell phone came out of his pocket and i see this like silver thing coming like right for my forehead so i put my head up to block it and i caught his cell phone and then when at the end of the ride i gave it back to him and he was like oh he gave me a hug he's like my mom would be so angry if i lost another phone on the ride i'm like wait this has happened to you before like get get a lesson and then usually like the incident the last time i saw somebody get like get kicked out for shooting video or you know scary coming they usually use the thing, well, there's no signs telling you you can't. Well, there's plenty of signs. Yeah, that's the dumbest argument ever. Yeah. So, See, the thing is, they are not cops. So the playing stupid thing will actually work. Yeah, if, you're right. If you just go, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't realize, I won't do it again. And then the other important thing, you actually don't do it again. There, there was... Um, I'm not going to name names, but there's uh, a well-known enthusiast that was um, writing Raven and shooting POV and he got busted and uh, got kicked out of the park banned for that because uh, apparently the attitude. So that actually, I feel like they may be the one park that might kick you out regardless. Well, I mean, they're just everything that's happened to them in the past and everything they, they have to take, they have to take safety and security uh, more serious than a lot of the parks we visit. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, oh, definitely it, unquestionably. So I definitely feel like they, they rightfully would be one of the ones where it's like, now nah, you had a camera. Sorry. I like come back another day, you know? Right. Right. Exactly. So, but yeah, that's an interesting review. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm sure he didn't get like a perma ban. So hopefully he was able to go back and, didn't get kicked out that yeah i mean if he, if he went like this like throwing punches or something like that you're not coming back you know you would not be allowed to come back i also kind of love the super dramatic tone yeah yeah <laughs> he painted a decent picture even though some of the grammar's weird but you know yeah yeah you might just find yourself on the outside looking in yeah oh, i can start right. looking through like the bars of the park like the fence just waving going Hi, grandson. I can't come in. You know, <laughs> I can take your picture from out here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. So um, before we get to like our question questions, uh, if you'd like, you may ask us a question. Yeah, actually. Um, so what was the defining moment or even ride that 
made you realize you were an enthusiast or you were really going to go for this and just start riding as much as you can? Like what was that instant or ride for you guys? Hmm. Ooh, that's a good question. I think when I convinced my parents to go to Cedar Point for Millennium Force opening year, and that being my first Cedar Point coaster, and it just being Millennium Force riding it when I was 10. So that's probably what it was. Maybe that or Blue Streak. Oh, wow. Shit. That's a I good think, one. Because I remember I rode Blue Streak like 10 times in a row, and that's the first time I've ever got to do that. Um, oh, wow. And like, I actually like, I was like trying to get airtime. That was like the first time I'm like, whoa, airtime is fun. So <laughs> that's probably when it happened. <laughs> that's awesome. Damn, that's a good answer, Ben. Um, I feel like when I was like a little kid, I used to love watching like my parents had got me America's Greatest Roller Coaster Thrills in 3D. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. So I used to watch that all the time. And my folks would take me to Great America. But the thing was, when I was a kid, I was fucking terrified of actually riding coasters. Yeah. So like, I was super fascinated by them. Yep, same here. I would draw pictures. I'd actually make layouts of coaster designs using garden hoses and shit. And uh, yeah, I was fascinated by it, but I wouldn't get in one. Yeah, so I'm like, I guess writing Viper at Great America. What year did you work there? Or what years? Um, I worked there in Rides in 06. And then I was there for Fright Fest 2010 through 2012. I was a okay. character. I need to get back to that park. I haven't been there since they've added the 4D. So the, the spin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, max force is interesting. I, I want to ride that. Great. Yeah. That's, I love SNS launches. So I think I'd like it a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much like that and accelerator are like, no, oh, that's a fantastic ride. Two of the best for launches. Yeah. But, dragster. I love too. Oh yeah. Dragster is really good. But, but you know what? Here's a weird thing. I don't, I don't care for King to car. Well, that one's different, though, because it's like it noticeably has like four different like you can feel it where it's like boom, boom. Yeah, you can feel it pulsating. Yeah, like it like it pulsates when you're going down the launch. And then like I don't know if it's still there, but um, the rides I've taken on it, um, there's like a nasty like jolt or pothole at the bottom of like the tower when you're you're getting ready to get to that big last airtime hill thing. Um, It's always giving me a headache every time I've ridden it. Yeah, I've noticed uh, a vibration, but I'd never yeah. put it in the front, which people say there isn't one in the front. But It's there, but it's not as pronounced. Yeah. And just like the, the scenery isn't as interesting um, and the trim break and the over-the-shoulder restraints. It's kind of like everything I like about Dragster King Nikah doesn't have. I, I was asked to leave um, that parking lot because my buddy Jim and, and I went and, you know, like you can get close to it in the parking lot, like yeah. looking up at it we were getting footage of it and security came over and they were like, you can't be here. And we're like, we're just getting shots, man. He's like, you can't be here. Leave now. So we left. Oh, well, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's not one of my favorite parks. <laughs> All right. So, um, we like, we started a new thing where we go onto our social media and we tell everyone that we're recording with a mystery guest <laughs> and we get questions from our listeners so they don't know who we were recording with. They didn't know until we put the, the live stream up. So here are the ones we got. Um, ben, do you want to do like the Twitter and Facebook ones? I'll do the Instagram ones. Yeah. Um, so Ribs and Bacon asks, uh, have you ridden Wild Eagle? 
Well, I know who Ribs and Bacon is. That's Josh, and he's awesome. I just hung out with him at King's Island a couple of weeks ago. Um, have I ridden Wild Eagle at Dollywood? Yes, several, several, several times. Yeah, that, that's a fun ride at night. Is uh, I've only ridden it in the winter time, and I remember it, it felt kind of slow, and I was wondering if that one actually runs faster at all. Is it- um, the 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 being a wing coasters usually just have that kind of soaring thing that they don't ever get really fast, but um. It, I wrote it also. I, I marathoned on that thing um, the year it opened at during the winter, like whatever their Christmas thing is. And I loved the I loved that ride because it was all my rides were in the dark. And then I went back in the summer and it was running just as fast. But I have heard that there's times where it's just like really lagging. Like, oh man, yeah. are we going to make this inversion type of thing? You know? Yeah, Gatekeeper too. I, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Johan Lennox asks uh, if the '80s were a decade or if the eighties was the decade of the arrow looper and the nineties was the decade of the B and M inverts and standups, what was the two thousands? The floorless coaster or the giga. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. I was thinking the first, first floorless was put in 99. Yeah. Suppose that makes... there was a, there, that's probably like the most consistent layout of that decade. It seems like, yeah. Thing immediately came to my mind was like intimate hypers or like gigas, like you were saying, but then it was more generally like, I guess intimate, but that doesn't really yeah. count. Well, I mean, they, they had a lot. Of, I mean, that was just such a glorious time to be alive in, in the industry at the age I was at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, there just there just hasn't been a year. Uh, like between, I would say, 99 and maybe like 2002, it was just insanity for people like us. I mean, you, there was so much to ride. I also think that it was fun back then when rides were super gimmicky and you didn't have fully leaked 3D and like yeah. the animations of how the ride worked. Um, yep. And like, you know, I remember going on the Six Flags website and they would have those uh, like thumbnail quick time promos. Yeah. That was kind of it until the ride opened. Um, and that yeah. was like, like going to Great America the year they had vertical velocity and deja vu. And there's all those like prototypes and gimmick rides, those premier coasters. And I, and I love gimmicky rides, man. I'll be the first to admit it. I really do. I love things that are different. Yeah. And, uh, you, you know, you mentioned the animation stuff. My buddy Keith does all the animations for Six Flags and uh, like Cedar Fair and stuff like that. And uh, I used to help him with sound effects. So he would be like, hey, man, I need I need a sound effect of like power tower at Cedar Point. And then I knew he was working on an animation for like an SNS tower. And then um, in regards to King to Ka, he asked me to record that that whining sound on Dragster's Lodge that, you know, that sound it does. Yeah. Um, and I sent him the audio file and that he was doing animation for King to Ka and he put that in the animation. And I believe, uh, the park was just like, what the hell is that sound? That's terrifying. And they, they asked him to remove it from the animation <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. Yeah. I remember Keith bad nitrous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Is I he still, still doing that? Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, he's got the best two jobs in the world. He's one of the, the, I think top creative directors at universal studios down in Florida. So like the layout for Gringotts, he did the layout for that. He designed the layout for that. Oh shit. Do you think uh... he's also doing all the animations for all the parks? So I had dinner with him the last time I was at IOA. I think it was like November. It was a week of IAPA, um, in 2016. That's the last time I hung out with him. But, um, yeah, he told me all that stuff, and I, I haven't asked him if uh, if he did anything with um, the the new one, uh, what the whatever it's called, the motorbike thing. Um, I'll have to ask him that. But yeah, he did the the Gringotts layout. Um, I'm trying to think what else he 
did for them. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah, he's a good dude. You he's think there's any possible chance he'd be willing to talk to us? I'll ask him for sure. Be, uh, the la- actually, the last, <laughs> this is kind of funny. Um, when Orion was announced, he did the animation for Orion. And he, uh, like, if you look at the animation, like, all these enthusiasts were making such a big deal because the racer, one racer train was backwards in the animation, and they don't run it that way anymore. So everybody was like, oh, they're bringing it back. They're bringing it back. So they had this huge banner um, with like the, a graphic of what he created and it had the racer trains backwards on it. And they're like, this proof it's coming back. So I literally texted him right then and there and said, and sent him a picture. I said, did you do this by chance or did the park do it? And he's like, what are you talking about? And I said, racer one trains backwards. And he said, you mean they don't run it that way anymore? <laughs> and I said, I said, no, I said, they haven't done that in quite a few years. And what happened is like, he, he can render like, like he did the animation, for like Banshee and he renders like the whole park. So you can see like rides moving in the background and he had racer just kind of banked from when it used to be running backwards. So he just threw it in there and he got, he got kind of paranoid. He's like, Oh my God, my career's over. I screwed up. And I'm like, dude, it's not a big deal. If Kings Island wanted you to change it, they would have said something, you know, that makes a lot of sense that like, why would he spend time recreating a whole environment? He already has. Yeah. I mean, he, every, every year he tries to incorporate, I, um, some new detail, like when he did steel vengeance, he put like track wear on the track, you know, little things like that. So he, he, it's weird because, um, I've known him since he was in like high school. Like you remember when everybody had AOL instant message? Yeah. 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 He used to always just, uh, send me an IM saying, Hey man, I'm working on an animation in high school. I'd like for you to check it out. And he, he did this one called the Y2K coaster and it was like Hulk. And then it just crashed into the ground and it hit midnight. That was like the first animation I ever saw of him. But this is interesting too. Real, real, real quick. I promise I won't extend the story too long. But um, I met him at a video shoot, like met him in person at a video shoot for Son of Beast. We were like extras. And then a bunch of us went to a Fuddruckers to eat. And then as we're done, he hands me this envelope. And he's like, I want you to have this. And I open it up. And it's this beautiful picture of Accelerator that he took. And I'm like, well, thank you, man. You know, maybe I'll frame this up and put it on my wall. And he, he just kind of looked at me diff- like weird. He's like, I don't understand. I said, what do you mean? He goes, Sean, I didn't take that picture. I rendered it. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, you can see bolts and stuff in the in the supports. And um, and so he was like, I, I would love for Knott's Berry Farm to see this. So I put him in touch with Brian Edwards at Cedar Point, and, he, and Brian had the same reaction. And then I think Brian forwarded it to Knott's in the first park animation he actually got to do after it was open was for Accelerator. So when you're standing in line, I don't know if they still do it, they show the animation of Accelerator, and that was his first one he did for any park. So, oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, because he, he's, he's, I mean, he's hate for me to say this, you know, but he's, he's, he's pretty bashful. So, um, you know, shy and stuff, really kind of quiet guy, but he definitely, he is so unbelievably talented. I mean, look what he's done for this industry. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, um, we like kind of know him because he was involved a bit with uh, Tommy's form, The Gap. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Ben and I were both on there a lot. Yeah, him and Joe both. Yeah, yeah. So, but we, you know, it's it, the internet and everything splinters and obviously he's got a real job. So I don't think he's quite as into posting on the fan stuff. No, so, I mean, I, I haven't. I mean, given that I don't read any social media or anything, I don't. I mean, the only time I talk to him is either just text or in person. You know, I mean, that's it. 
for sure. Well, yeah, I mean, that's ex- like you and him. Those are exactly the type of people that we like talking to. It's like just interesting, oh, cool you. folks that have been around and know, know their shit about the hobby and know not to take it too goddamn serious. Yeah, that's that's the number one rule. That That's what I say to a lot of the younger enthusiasts that, you know, want me on their podcast or want me to collaborate with them on videos. I'm like, just have fun doing it. Don't take it too seriously. And don't, don't, whatever you do, don't do it for fucking views or to be noticed because you're not going to get anywhere with that, Okay. You don't do it for that. You do it because this is fun. And don't put the FU in fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. I mean, here's the deal. You got to cultivate a personality before you can be a personality-driven channel. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and that's the thing. Like, I I, I, I know I'm I, – I, I, like, like, for instance, that Kentucky Kingdom YouTube panel thing that I was on, right? I, when they asked me to do that thing, I was like – I'm not like anybody else up there. I don't have merch. I, I don't have a brand. I don't have any of that. What? Why? And they were like, because you have a history. And I was like, okay, that I can be fine with. You know what I mean? So, Hey, your favorite Coaster Sucks listeners. We want to take a quick sec to talk to you about Patreon. Do you have a dollar sitting around your house right now? Well, if so, you should join our Patreon at patreon.com slash your favorite Coaster Sucks. What else are you going to do with that dollar? <laughs> There's not a whole hell of a lot you can do with it. But I'll tell you, with that dollar, you can join our monthly Zoom calls. Those are so much fucking fun, aren't they, Ben? Hell yeah. Pay for friendship. It's uh, what we're all doing nowadays. Hey, man, it's community. We got a nice little community here built up. And uh, yeah, it's behind the paywall, but a buck a month. We think almost anyone can handle that, right, Ben? Hell yeah. You can't even get like a McChicken... Unless you like live in a state with no sales tax. So so why not throw it our way? Throw us literally a bone. At patreon.com slash your favorite coaster sucks. And that's, yeah, and that's um, an interesting kind of generational divide that I, I kind of feel like I, I just never, I don't really get it. And then going back to having a personality and like, I feel like if you want to make good YouTube content, you literally just have to go to the park as if, you weren't recording and just have a good time and then film it as you're having a good time, which is why I think like there's all these older channels that are successful because that's all they did. I mean, like when we were making videos 10 years ago, we didn't even think about views or money. There just wasn't that. Yeah. And it was just fun and passion. Like it was like, Oh yeah. Like let's go to the park and just have fun and we'll just get this like funny content. And uh, yeah, we did it just cause it was like, I, I was just so proud to like, Look, I went to this park and like share it with the two dozen people on a forum, you know? Right. Yeah. All the trip reports and stuff we used to always do. And um, I mean, back in the, in the forums and stuff, but th- that's the thing. It, it, it just, I don't understand the need to be noticed, I guess, because I certainly have never posted a video for any of that stuff. You know, um, I'm, it's just an extension of my life. That's what I tell everybody. My channel is an extension of my life. I get a lot of requests like, do a top 10 um, favorite coasters, do top, but that's, that's not me. That's, I, I don't want to do that. You know, that there's too much of that out there in this community, as far as like on videos and yeah. YouTube and stuff, you know, just be original, try to do something original and you'll, you'll get people to notice. Uh, yeah. It's, it's weird. I mean, I think Rob Alvey kind of set up the model though. Well, I mean, Rob, so, I mean, you, you're, you're, you've been in this long enough to know that, I mean, Rob used to make videos, um, 
VHS tapes. I still have them all. I have all my VHS stuff digitized. And then he went to DVDs, and then then I kind of faded out of that whole thing um, with him. And, but it there, the way to like it, it just boggles my mind. Like we used to just trade tapes. That's how everybody found out about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as the internet became more popular and stuff like that, and you could post videos online, then then every everything changed. Everything. Yeah. Totally. And, and even like in the mid two thousand early mid two thousands, there was still kind of a it's actually probably right before YouTube, when even like sharing pictures with like a digital camera was uh on like a forum was still pretty fun. Cause a lot of Oh yeah. Because a lot of times like there's parks that you just never got to see pictures of. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like every part of a park has been taken there's a picture of like every inch of a park now. Especially and, and it's it's constant too. And like those like those Disney videos where it's like, oh, this is a new bench. They painted this building. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's no there's no mystery in it anymore. No, there is not. That there there isn't anything. I mean, I, I read this article or, or saw an interview or something with this magician, and he said Google has has completely taken the surprise out of magic tricks because everybody now has instant. They can find out how a trick is done instantly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so now it's all about presentation and things like that because it's so easy to figure that stuff out now. And same with the coasters. I mean, there's also this big push to get everybody like everybody has to be the first to announce something or or you know the first writers or any of that stuff. And I've just kind of I'm just kind of like an observer watching all this happen, saying people are going to get burnt out real fast. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and I mean, like we were talking about before, like parks announce parks announced now in like august i remember yeah. parks used to announce not until like after the park was closed for the season yep. yeah they they started and the reason they do it the way they do now is because they know they can sell more season passes before the parks closed for the next year that's a huge huge reason for that well that actually makes a lot of sense from a business perspective yeah from a business perspective but you're right like the mystery i mean well look at top throw dragster that ride was almost completely built basically until before they announced it. And look at Velocicoaster. They built that whole thing without an announcement. Mm-hmm. So it, it's still every once in a while, we'll see kind of a little bit of the mystery, but I miss the good old days. I'm not trying to sound like some old fart here, but it was just way different. It, it was like Christmas morning, a lot more of that kind of feel, uh, you know, when you're getting your gifts and stuff. And now it's just like, you know, everybody is just so instant. I feel like, there was more fun in it because it was more rewarding because you actually had to seek this particular thing out. Yep. Exactly. To find it. It wasn't just like, Oh, on Instagram I can follow a hashtag and then I get everything about it. All yeah. like I'm suddenly an enthusiast cause I follow hashtag roller coasters of Instagram or whatever. Yep. It was yep. like, you had to find this website. Like I had the, this big folder of like downloaded videos from like pre YouTube. Cause like from 2000 to like 2006 or so. Yeah. Even 2007, like people would just host them on their websites or post them on forms and you could download them. And I remember getting so excited cause it'd be like parks you rarely saw footage of. And mm-hmm. it would just be so exciting. Like, Oh man, I've never seen Adventureland in Iowa before. This is so cool. It was it was amazing. I mean, and, you know, quite honestly, I, I I had an experience like that with Son of Beast because Kings Island didn't have like a, a website that could like host pictures or something, and they didn't have um, a webcam or any of that stuff. So they would invite me down every two weeks to take pictures with a film camera, um, and then I'd go to get them developed, upload them on my real shitty GeoCity page, 
And that's how people got to see that stuff. So what blew my mind very, very recently, just a couple months ago, I was going through all my archives with another enthusiast and he found a Son of Beast press kit and in it, it says for construction photos and it had my GeoCities page in the press kit because wow. they didn't have one. And I'm like, I had no idea until I read that press kit that they had even done that. Yeah, I was going to say, because uh, I mean, what was Millennium like being in Ohio? Like what was Millennium Force and Son of Beast? Did they announce anything the year before or was that all year of? No, it was the year before they announced uh, Millennium Force, I think, in like August or September of ninety nine. And then they announced Son of Beast on May 11th, 99. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then, then you know, because... And then Six Flags Ohio announced their stuff, I think, prior to that. Um, so we had six new coasters opening in Ohio in just in 2000. Holy shit. Yeah. I wish I could have gone to, like, Six Flags Ohio when it was the whole giant park. I'm, I'm actually getting ready to uh, edit a video from the media day from that. And it was probably the best, one of the best media days I've ever been to. Um, the, the only three of the four were running the, the mine thing. The, the, the zero coaster wasn't ready yet, but uh, it was, it was absolutely insane. It was, it was crazy. But then, the, then that park went down the crapper like super quick, like really quick. And I stopped going yeah. to it. <laughs> The only just, time I got to go there was in 06. Oh, okay. See, I was, I was lucky to be able to ride villain within the first year or two. Um, mm-hmm. and, that was, and I never rode it after that. But like that, Oh, it was horrible after that. Oh, I, yeah, I bet. I, but I, I think I was too young to like, and, you know, really remember it. But yeah, like I miss also just like the, all the CCIs that were built around that time. Oh, God, there were so many of them. And then riding them the first year, and they were absolutely insane. And then... Even like uh, what was the last? I rode like Silver Comet in mm-hmm. oh yeah in 2010, and it was still good. But it was like wow, this thing is going down. <laughs> like, a lot of the, a lot of the older CCIs. I mean, they either been you know like RMC'd or whatever. You know, um, I mean, back when CCI was at their heyday, they had some financial stuff happening um, in regards to like paying for coaster trains and stuff. That's why like all of a sudden there was all these Gerslauer coasters on them and they, it, there was just, it was just like red flags going up. Like, uh Oh, uh Oh, like what's going on with CCI. And then, then it just closed, you know? So. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So they, they were in the they, middle of building a coaster and had, and that park had to uh, hire another company to build it. Uh, cliffs. Oh really? Okay. Oh yeah. shit. Wow. Yeah. They had to hire somebody else cause CCI went under when they were building that ride. Have you, have you ridden that ride? Oh yeah, yeah. That was gonna. Uh, that's another one I think I would pay. Yeah, that's pretty good, decent. I mean, yeah, that's what I, I remember. Yeah, I wrote it in 20, 2012, and then I wrote it again. Like, what was that? Like two years ago, and it was still. I I was surprised by how good it was still running. It didn't, uh, especially with like all those, met, like all those like really awkward laterals on the bunny hills that seemed like yeah up the track it still seemed like it was okay and it had a weird weird ending like you hit the brake so hard but like they didn't really fully hit until you were like on the curve into the station so if you're in the front you got crazy laterals yeah yeah it's a weird ride i'd like to ride that one i mean i think most of the ccis i've ridden were pretty damn good oh they were amazing other yeah, they than were, like, I don't know, the boss fucking blows. But. Well, that's the thing. The boss was kind of like the bastard child because like they announced it, but there were so many other rides opening. The boss kind of went under the radar. Like nobody gave like the boss the appreciation 
uh, it deserved that open, like when it was announced, like nobody cared about it. It was really strange. See, I've had I've had some really great rides on it, um, 2009, mm-hmm. 2010, to where I mean it was probably like my number five wooden coaster for a while. Um, but I, I, everyone I talked to has had really? bad experiences on it. I, I had we had an ERT and an ACE event. I did this crazy, stupid. This just just shows you how it was back in the day. Um, we had an it was like an ACE event at um, Silver Dollar City, and then it went to St. Louis for like a day. And we rode the ERT in the morning at Silver Dollar City, hopped in two cars, and drove the fucking Worlds of Fun. Rode all the coasters there, and then made it back to St. Louis before ERT started that night. So we did all three of those parks and all the coasters in one day. Nice. And there's four hours in between both. And for anyone who hasn't been to Missouri, well, that is how to do everything in Missouri in one day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't, I doubt I do that anymore, you know, but it was, it was a lot of fun back in those days, you know, trying to beat the clock and all that. And we have to get this credit. We have to get this credit. We have to get this credit. You know, I mean, I don't know if I'd go to worlds of fun anymore. I have been there in years. Something. <laughs> the, the last time I was there, Prowler was new and, um, the marketing guy took my friend, Justin and I back in the, in the, in the woods to get, these off-ride shots of it and we had a lot of fun that night that day nice it's a cool park though i mean i'm i Mm -hmm. was uh it's nice it's just ride wise it's not very uh no they need they need a standout ride i think yeah although yeah it's too bad mamba i always liked i think that might be one of my favorite well besides like phantoms or okay out of the classic morgans that might be one of my favorites yeah i think it is too and i the best part of that ride for me is the the helix with the the um the supports getting closer and closer and closer and closer yeah it doesn't that one that he in the helix section there's like a random bunny hill too at the bottom uh that i don't remember i want to say there's like a hop it's like a random hop halfway through unless that's steel force um I know one of them has got it. I think Steel Force. I forgot about Steel Force. Yeah. Uh, I remember all of those being kind of lackluster. But like Worlds of Fun's like, whole like ride lineup, it's like everything is just a notch below how good it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like Timberwolf, like it should be a fucking killer coaster. But it's like, it's it's all right. You know? Yep. Yep. Prowler is probably the best one, but like a GCI sh- can't really like carry a coaster lineup. Right. You know? Unless it was like a smaller park or something. Yeah. Yeah. But when you've got like a hyper coaster and an invert. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to be like, yeah, this GCI is our best one. Yeah. Yeah. But um, holy moly, we got more of these mystery guest questions. All right. Bring them on. So from Instagram. At Marcelli sixty four hundred says ultimate or beast, and I guess <laughs> he wants us to answer too. So, okay, um, for me, okay, and, and, I, and I, I believe you guys aren't fans of the beast, <laughs> but for me, I wouldn't be in this podcast if it wasn't for that coaster. So I have to go beast. I've ridden both ultimate. Uh, I only got the ride one time, and I loved it. But beast is what got me into coasters. Um, that is the ride and yeah, the ride experience isn't the best, but it goes to what we were talking about earlier about being unique. Like I love unique rides and that's why I, to this day will ride. I I mean, the last ride I took a few weeks ago, I got my ass kicked on that ride, but I'm still glad I wrote it. It's fun. I, uh, 
I really night, night rides are fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'll be honest, it's really not a bad ride. I don't hate that ride. I do think it's like insanely overrated for what it oh, is. Yeah, I mean, back back when that thing opened up, um, there just there simply just wasn't any ride that would ever even compare to that. I mean, it was just it, it got its legendary status before like the end of the first year. You know what I mean? Like kind of like Millennium Force did for Cedar Point and uh, people. It's really cool to see like like moms and dads taking their kids on it for the first time, saying this is why I like coasters and stuff like that. Uh, so it has its it has its its place in the industry or this hobby. But you're right. As far as like the the ride experience isn't the best, but I just appreciate it for its history. So that's why I like it. That's why I'm choosing Beast. Well, um, have you like when was the earliest you've ridden it? I mean, what's the ride experience? Uh, Thirty years ago, um, I rode it with Buzz Bars. Um, I rode it in June of 1990, and I was terrified. But as soon as I reached the second lift hill i knew uh that was my moment like i had asked you guys prior i was like i'm gonna be doing this for the rest of my life i mean i literally said it to my buddy tracy and he's like oh everybody says that on their first ride you know um (laughs) but i wrote it 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 had the skid brakes and after it had a, a minor accident and that's why they went from skid brakes to magnetic braking but there was like like a week when it didn't have any like it didn't have like the first drop brakes or the second drop brakes or the brakes going into the the first valley. So that was the closest Ooh. we got to ride brakeless. And it was insane. There was actually airtime on that hill going like after the first tunnel. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like please keep it this way. And then they went to magnetic brakes. So yeah, because I wonder if that has to do with a lot of the a lot of the history of that ride. Is people I'm sure it ran way different in the 70s and 80s than it does ever come close to now, but I feel like it's people who got the ride it the first few years and then that kind of sticks in your mind. And Sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I say that with other rides and stuff too, but yeah, you're, you're right. Plus, especially Sean, you know, uh, the people who are, you know, controlling the golden tickets are the same small group of people that has slowly grown out. Well, I mean, to be honest, I used to be a, a, a voter for that. I would, for many years, they, they would send me the ballot. But see, here's the thing. I don't rate coasters. I don't have a top 10. I don't have any of that stuff. I mean, I did back in the 90s, but I got rid of it. So filling out one of those ballots was pretty random for me. I would just say, yeah, this was a good ride this year. And I put it down in no particular order. And then for some reason, they, they took me off the ballot or the, the voting <laughs> thing. So I don't know what I did, but oh, well. You know, I, I also took 10 years off from riding, too. So that probably had something to do with it. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, Ben and I both did that. I think, you know, if, you, if you're if you like a hardcore fan of this hobby, it's good to take like a nice long break. Yeah. I mean, I always said that there had there would have to be something major to take me off the like coaster soapbox, so to say. And there was. Um, I, I mean, not to be too sad, but I lost a really, really good friend in Iraq. He was a Marine. Um, and that shook me up so much. I mean, that's why I do what I do for a living with the eyes of freedom. And, um, I was like, I, I, I'll ride, like I used to average about a hundred, maybe 120 new coasters a year for many, many years. And then it went down to like three or two for 10 years every year. And that was mainly local parks. Like I didn't do a whole lot of traveling cause I thought I was done. And I think it was what, 2017, I was out. Uh, in California for a month and a half for work 
and uh, rang up one of my buddies, Jeff Johnson, said, hey, I haven't been to SeaWorld ever. You want to go? And we hadn't done a trip in 10 years. And then that's what got me back into it. Nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel like, you know, if you go with this hobby with like a certain intensity, you need a good long break. Because otherwise you get mega burnt out and you turn into Rob Alvey now. (laughs) Like just bitching about like Starbucks and you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I've never been to his forum ever, and I've never watched a video on his YouTube channel. It's not that I, I, I don't hate the guy. I mean, we were really, really good friends. You know, we did trips together and stuff back in the day. And like you said, I was in his videos and stuff. Um, but after the ACE ECO trip to Europe in 2002, we just kind of got distant and it got kind of weird there for a while. But I saw him and talked to him at the Iron Rattler Media Day in texas and uh we talked very briefly a couple sentences but um then i started hearing all you know everybody's like oh man like why would you want to talk to him and stuff like that and they were i only hear stuff about his site and him through other people (laughs) and i've and and people that make comments on my video they're just like oh we don't want to go there anymore and i'm just like man it must be bad (laughs) so yeah i mean you know he's like I don't know if you you knew certain things about like his personality. They've always been around, mm-hmm. but now it's just like magnified mm. because you know when you're on Twitter all the time and you always have an audience. Yeah, it's going to turn up certain things. Like Ben and I have both met him a couple times. He's nice in person, but just something about him online, it's and- like a totally different person or something yeah i mean i i never see i never got to see that side of it you know um i had checked out of the forums and stuff before probably i don't even know when he started his forum but um every once in a while i mean back when i don't know how bad it is now but it was bad a few years ago so bad that people were coming up to me saying oh you wouldn't believe what he he said here and they would try to like show me like on their phones like what he said and i'd say put it down man and the reason for that it's it's like I, i said it's not that i hate him but I'd like to remember Rob the way he was prior to any of this, you know? Um, and I, you know, I don't know if he's that same person or not because I, I'm not doing the online stuff really. So I think also part of it is like people that have like online brands like that, that are like based off of their personality mm-hmm. at a certain point, unless they are very careful, it's kind of like they slip into this weird reality. Yeah. Yeah. I, I understand. And so, I mean, you're building your personal life up to it, like something. Eventually it's got to match or yeah. Like you have an, yeah. Like you're trying to maintain an image. Yeah. And see, that's the thing. I don't really have, I don't have to deal with that. It's, it's me. You take it or leave it. You know, if you don't like what I do, screw it go somewhere else i don't care i don't care (laughs) you know that's that's us too that's like this podcast we like to just have conversations obviously we put some structure to it but sure we're not out here like putting it on this this is like no i mean mean, so far quite honestly this reminds me of old school conversations like it used to be like when you're taking a break from riding at a coaster event you know what i mean like there, there was a lot of conversations like this 
Yeah, I think we like to think of ourselves as like the post-park Taco Bell trip or whatever, you know? (laughs) Okay, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I totally know what you mean. (laughs) So, um, at SoCalCoaster521 says, If Lightning Rod gets RMC'd with iBox, does it become a new credit? Oh, shit. Um, I'm going to say no. And the reason for that, they would have for me to count it another credit. They would have to probably like replace all the structure as well. Um, like when Hulk was rebuilt, that I counted as a second time because a hundred percent of that thing was rebuilt. And if you if you if you say it's a new coaster with new RMC with iBox, well, you know, like look at Blue Streak at Cedar Point. I, I don't know if there's any original wood on that ride at all from when it opened in '64. And if there isn't, is that a new coaster? See what I'm saying? There's a really kind of sticky area. Yeah, it's kind of like when they relocate like an old decommissioned wooden coaster and you know that like 90% or more of the structure is new. Right. Yeah. It's like, is it really another credit? It's. Yeah. What's well, like, I mean, I, it, like Little Dipper at Great America when they, when like, yeah, probably 90% of it was new because you, they, and they had like random uh, like railings that were the original coaster wood and yeah wow okay i mean it, 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 there, there's so many different well, i'm very conservative of how i count rides and um let's like, let's real quick just for all the people listening that are maybe a touch younger than us hmm? clarify here relocations that's one credit yes i that's how i count them as well what about floor new, what about new like, trains yeah i don't count them as, as a new coaster that is uh, the correct stance according to us. Okay. That shit is all just one credit. Well, okay. you know, like it's it's interesting because like a lot. I watch some of the new younger like YouTubers, like the mm-hmm. commentary videos, and it seems like that the trend for the younger generation of coaster people is that they'll count conversions because it's a new experience. Um, right. Right. No, I, I I understand that. I mean, I I get their point of view, but I don't do it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't count racing coasters as two, but I count dueling coasters as two. See, I'm all jacked up, so um, I don't, I don't uh, count powered coasters. And uh, like on the on the Japan trip last year, the majority of the guys counted the powered coasters as coasters, and, and I wouldn't even ride them. And they were like, "Why aren't you riding them?" And they're like, "Aren't you going to get this as a credit?" And I said, "No, I that's just not how I count. I mean, I count for me. I don't count to like publish it." on a gazillion social media sites. Look what I have for a tracker. I don't, I don't do that. Okay. So when a lot of the younger folks come up and ask me like, Hey, what's your track record or something like that. And I tell them and they're just oh, like, God. Oh man, you probably count like Kings Island's racer eight times because it has different trains. And I was like, Nope, it's one. <laughs> so, um, that's stricter than me. Cause I'll take something like American Eagle racer. And to me, I'll count it as two. Cause either one could stand alone. But That's I also true. respect your opinion about like it's one because it's pretty much the same damn thing. Well, it's, it's it's it shares the same structure, and that's that's it for me. If if a ride uh, like Lightning Racer, it spins over half of its ride away from each other. You know, uh, it's its own independent things. To me, that's like a two. But like Racer Kings Island, the only time you're you're away from the other side is when you do the turnaround and come back. Um, and it, it, I, I shouldn't like I don't stress out over it or anything, but I'm just like, ah, it's just the way I count. You know, what I mean, like uh, I don't lose sleep over it. I really don't care <laughs> what, what 
So I'm, that, I'm curious though, what about Alpine coasters? Alpine coasters I do count, but Alpine slides I don't. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense, and I, I agree with that. Yeah, because to me an Alpine coaster is, is the same type of vibe as a coaster with a brake man, like a scenic railway, and I count scenic railways. Totally, totally, and like mechanically, it's yeah. pretty indistinguishable from a coast from a, any other roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I, it's just like when yeah, these kids are like, oh no, Rougarou is a new credit from Mantis. It's like, no, you're just trying to inflate your count. <laughs> it, it's it's it goes back to that whole thing. A lot of it, not all of them, but a, a lot of it comes back to trying to get noticed again. You know. Um, I, I, again, I don't understand like this need and, and you know, people say like, Oh, it's easy for you to say, cause you get recognized or, you know, but I, I've been doing this for a long time and I'm telling you right now, the YouTube stuff. Yeah. Maybe somebody will come up to me at park and say, Hey, I watch your videos and stuff like that. But I used to get like recognized and stuff like from the discovery channel stuff. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't it, 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 even back then it wasn't even a, like, I didn't care. Like, I was like, oh, thank you. Thanks for watching. I mean. But also, none of that is based on the actual number of coasters you've been on. It's about, you know, like, you were involved with the community. Right. And made yourself known that way. It wasn't like, oh, shit, that guy's been on 600 coasters. We better yeah. get him talking. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's the thing. Is I, I don't think. I, I always say, especially to people we talk to that are younger, it's not a whose dick is bigger contest. A hundred percent. Thank you for saying that. Thank you. A hundred percent. You know, people get really, really bent out of shape um, if you don't adhere to their way of thinking and then they'll, they'll just bitch up a storm. And that is their, that's their right to do it. They can do that at all, but it doesn't mean everybody has to agree with it. And, you know, I just let, let it go. I mean, it's silly to get angry over a ride that's supposed to be about fun. Yeah, if you get triggered by us saying that relocations or new trains aren't new credits, then you really need to take this shit less seriously. <laughs> yeah. Go post we'll put, we'll, a, a lengthy uh, like topic in Theme Park Review. Like, well, like, a, like a 10 paragraph oh, post about it. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some feedback. It's credits. You guys just don't understand. It's easy for all of you guys. Yeah, I mean, whatever, you know. You, you guys host a podcast. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, well, you know. With with fame comes responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way to put that, but, you know. Well, that's, that's the other thing that drives me crazy is, like, people who think that there's, like, actual, like, celebrity I know roller coaster world. You know what I mean? No joke. Uh, When I got asked to do the Kentucky kingdom keys to the kingdom thing, um, they asked us all to make our own videos, you know, um, advertising, you know, basically promoting the event. So um, I did my video and stuff and then they sent me like the flyer and then it kept on saying like your favorite YouTube stars all on one stage. And I'm like, no, no, no. So I talked to the rest of the folks. I mean, like Taylor and all them. And I was like, Hey, I was like, I'm not comfortable with that. Okay. Cause I'm telling you right now, I don't know how everybody else feels about that up there, but none of us were stars. Okay. I look at people like Mark Wahlberg or, you know, these movie stars as stars We're we're, we might be well known in a community, but that again, does not equate to me as being a quote unquote star. 
So um, I think they changed the the wording after that, but um, yeah, I I, I, I get you. Yeah, I watched that video and you looked like kind of uncomfortable the whole time. And I was like, I understand that. Um, you know what? It was actually pretty fun. It, it, I wasn't very uncomfortable. But here's the thing a lot of people don't understand is like that had never really been done before. So they were kind of doing it on the fly. So there was a lot of stuff that I, I mean, they I think they could, not necessarily could have done better, but added to it to make it a little bit more fun. But the big thing for me was it was so hot and there was no shade and I didn't have my sunglasses on. I always wear my sunglasses when it's out because I'm like the vampire. I just hate the sun a lot of time. And I was squinting the whole time because it was, you know, it, it, it honestly wasn't that bad. And I had a huge coaster hangover from uh, so many void or so many rides at Holiday World the night before. So I wasn't <laughs> feeling the best. I was I was sore. I was bruised. Um, but I, I I was honored to be asked, you know, to be part of it. But it was all of us were just like we were backstage before they like called us all out to run down the steps and all that. And we were like wow, how is this, how is this going to be? <laughs> like, what do we do? Like uh, there was definitely some nerves. I mean, people were excited, but um, I don't know. It was, it was definitely different. <laughs> what about, it was interesting to watch those videos. What about, yeah. Oh, I bet. What I bet, you know, um, and you know, that was my first time meeting like Marcus from the drunk uh, writers podcast. And I never met Chris from airtime thrills until holiday world. Uh, I've known Logan and Taylor and, and John Mike and Jerry for years, but um, it was different. And uh, they were happy with it, how it happened, you know, the event. But at the same time, I'm like, uh, I don't know. You know, and that was the other thing. This goes exactly what we were talking about earlier. Uh, the amount of younger enthusiasts I had that emailed me and uh, like just sent messages and stuff that said um, – we want to be on that panel. How do we get on that panel? I'm like, you don't, you know, there was somebody that was supposed to be in a panel that didn't even come. And that was, uh, Peter from theme park crazy. He couldn't, cause of the COVID he couldn't get out because where he lives. So, uh, a lot of people are like, well, how come we can't get on the, on the panel? You know, it should be about the younger enthusiasts and the channels that have 10 subscribers so we can get noticed. <laughs> I'm not joking. Okay. But that's the thing that a lot of people need to realize the park made that this was the park's decision. Okay. They're the ones that asked us to do this because they watch our stuff. I'm surprised these kids have that big of a fucking head. Oh, yeah, let's be there's honest. A lo- yeah, it's, it, it, there's, there's quite a few people that genuinely made me question their sanity because of um, stuff like that. And, and, and I understand, it, 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 but I don't understand how getting up there will make you famous. Yeah, no, I mean, that's the thing is like, Nobody gives a shit about like us. They right. like the shit that we do, you know. So it's like, oh, you should support our channel. Nobody gives a damn. Make some shit that people like want to see. Yeah, and I'm sure they'll show up for you. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I can't. <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself. I, because like it goes back to like this is a small community, and there's no celebrities here. Yeah, a hundred percent. Yep, like, that's why it, 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 it always it. Uh, I was listening to. Um, do you know Coasterbot? Yeah. So Harry, I've never met him in person, but he's we've collaborated. Like I've let him use a lot of my footage and stuff like that for some of his videos, and his videos are done really well. And 
I listened to his podcast and he was mentioning in one of his last podcasts that he was watching my footage of a uh, hypersonic um, from opening day. And he was telling his girlfriend, well, it's hypersonic. It's, it's from Sean. You know, he's famous. And I just, I just went, Oh shit. I was working out. I was on my lip when I heard that. And I stopped my lip when I had to play it back. And I'm like, Oh, come on guys. Like, I bet, bet you didn't know you were famous, Sean. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 I don't look at myself like that at any way. I'm a human flawed person, you know, a human being that's flawed just like everybody else. Okay. And why people kind of put people like that up on pedestal. I, I'm, I, I'm appreciative. I, I really, really appreciate when people come up to me and say, Hey, I watch your videos. Cause I don't know who's watching my videos unless they make a comment or they come up to me. I mean, that's it. And so it's interesting to meet people in person, but sometimes I, I, I'm just like, you know, how did I get here? <laughs> like, uh Oh, maybe I should uh, just bow out for a while. So um, you have people like come up to you randomly at parks and say stuff. Yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't happen like outside the parks, but like if I go to Kings Island, um, usually a couple times per visit, somebody will come up or, you know, a ride up will say, Hey, uh, I really enjoyed this video or Hey man, I really like, you know, your history with the industry industry and stuff like that. And that's all well, but every once in a while I'll get somebody that comes up and says like, you need to do, you, you need to uh, create another channel. That's all POVs that you have, you know, but I like everything in one place. Um, and then people get angry when you don't do what they want, uh, sometimes. Uh, but you know, like I said, it's, it, my channels, it's, it's me. That's it. <laughs> I did. I did think about this and this kind of, yeah, I'm sure you guys would appreciate the shit out of this. Uh, literally, um, somebody was like, you got to make shirts, you know, if you want to survive in, in in YouTube and you got to have merch. I'm like, no, I don't, you know, I don't do it for money. I don't do it for any of that stuff. And I thought about making a, my, my merch shirt would just be a QR code and then people can scan it like in the front and it would take, take them to my YouTube channel. Then I thought, man, I could be a real prick here and really screw some people up. So I thought about putting a QR code on the back and then being in like lines for rides and just listening for a reaction like they would scan the QR code and it would take them to like two girls in one cup or something like that. <laughs> nice. You know what I mean? And it just like be standing in line for dragster and hearing like behind you. Oh my God. You know, stuff like that. I thought about <laughs> things like that. So, and you could put like, um, you know, theme park review logo up on top. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> no. You're yeah. Like, I mean, you're just in line. Oh man, I was oh fuck. I was gonna key this up really quick. I was just gonna. God damn! Are you bringing the video up? I was gonna play the music. Yeah, I, uh, no, no joke. That music is so iconic that if if I had another band again, I'd want that music to be my intro music before we went on stage. No joke. <laughs> totally, because I know there's a bunch of people in that audience that know what that is. There it is. <laughs> 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 the mic- for, for the younger enthusiasts do not watch that video you know what maybe also a funny prank with that music you should just like in public places play the music or have it as a ringtone and just yeah. anybody in the room like looks at you and starts laughing dude i got a new phone today and after our podcast that's exactly what i'm going to do <laughs> i'm not even bullshitting you that's exactly what i'm going to do nice it's a good idea yeah yeah, absolutely. <laughs> go, go, like stand in line to vote, and then like your AirPods disconnect, and it's the music playing. 
Yeah, or like the funniest- or like go to Walmart and pick up the intercom and play it over the PA. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the funny thing too is like it, you know if someone's like that sounds sounds familiar like if they don't remember the video but they're like that sounds familiar you know they watched the video. <laughs> like like I play guitar and I, I I've been creating music recently I I just found out how to like program drums and some software and stuff and. I, maybe I should do a super heavy like cover of that song oh, with the yeah. piano, but just add like chunky guitars and just have me just screaming over all of it. Uh, that would be fun too. So, <laughs> oh hey, I do music. You ever want to collab on something? Let me know. What type of music you play? I've uh, done a lot of hip hop and like EDM. Oh really? I like EDM. I'm not so big of a hip hop fan. I used to be when I was younger, but um, I'm definitely more of a rock and metal guy. But at the same time, I'm really big into like ambient stuff as well. So. Um, I love metal. I just suck at guitar, so I don't even bother trying to make it. I, I'm not the best. I mean, I play upside down. I'm a lefty, so I have to just take the right-hand guitar and flip it over and play. So a lot of stuff that, you know, like leads and stuff are difficult for me. But um, I, the next vlog uh, I'm uploading probably next week, I made two pieces for this. <laughs> this is a preview. Um I was staying with a friend in Denver and her mom used to live there, but her mom passed away a couple years ago, but she had one of those like single rail things that you take down steps, like with a chair. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I shot a POV of it (laughs) with a GoPro (laughs) and then put like death metal over it. And I screamed the words, uh, single rail POV, excuse me, uh, over it. And then I did it again for a ride (laughs) and, uh, I had such a blast recording that stuff. And I'm like, man, I got to get back to doing that. Cause I, I had a band back in the nineties and we went in the studio a couple times and recorded and it was a lot of fun. So. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm like a very not solid, but decent power chord kind of rhythm. Sure. Guy, yeah, same, you know, same kind of here. I, I love speed picking and doing tricky. Like there's this band from Sweden that I'm just obsessed with. Uh, they use eight string guitars are called Meshuggah. And you have to be a musician to understand them because all their all their riffs and their complicated rhythm, everything about it is kind of like uh, like it's like a math problem almost. Um, you have to understand music theory to understand their music, or it just sounds like complete nonsense. And I love music that does that. You have to think to understand it. Yeah, right. Meshuggah's like non douchey tool. <laughs> That's perfect. And and they they're, and they're, and they're one of the few bands I've seen live that sound better live than they do on the record. So and like non condescending dream theater. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they, I, I'm I'm actually a big dream theater fan too. So, uh, but yeah, that 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 type of stuff. Well, that actually, should, uh, that should just basically jazz with distortion. A hundred percent. Like you're like okay, I don't. I'm not entirely sure what's going on, but this is definitely something. There's there's bands that have incorporated a new uh, genre title. I don't know how long it's been, but it's called Black Jazz, and it's very prog, you know, type of Interesting. stuff. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you like um, Dillinger? Oh uh, yeah. I mean, I don't have any other stuff. I, I, I the last couple of years, I've been strictly a vinyl guy, so I've been going and ordering stuff online and going to record stores and buying stuff. Like today, I listened. Uh, I got in the mail today, and I listened to this uh, the new album from this band called Doves, which is one of my favorite bands. And it is it's just so perfectly chill, great music just to vibe out to. And then after that, I put on the new Napalm Death record. <laughs> my, my, my basement was shaking. So, oh, uh, when, they, when did they put out a new record? Just this week. 
Oh shit! I'll have to check that shit yeah, out. I'll be honest; it's not their best work, but I need to give it another listen. Uh, but it's it's uh, the Snape on Death. Like in the car, if I'm rocking out to like the Ghost inside, I'm screaming right along with them, full volume, uh, just to keep my chords up to. Because I I can't blow up my voice doing it anymore. Because I I found a technique that works for me. Now back in the day, like when I my band played a show, I'd have no voice after it because I was screaming the whole time, you know. But uh, you just gotta. Just be careful with yeah, it. Yeah, well, don't don't go and Skrillex yourself. Oh, geez, no. Because <laughs> that's why he talks all funky now. Well, you know, because he, he was in a metal band before that. Yeah, he blew out his vocal yeah. cords doing yeah. screaming. Yeah, if, so. you, if you ever see interviews for bands that scream a lot, they they have like sometimes a real raspy, almost like a drill instructor or something, um, or they sound perfectly fine. And that's because they have a technique that works for them. So, and, and quite honestly, and this is a coaster tie, uh, I learned how to scream while on coasters because think about it. Coasters are the one place and parks are the one place where you can scream as loud as you want and nobody cares. So, you know, that's how it works. And to bring it full circle, I lost my voice at Hollywood nights. 2006 I did last year. That oh, was, this year. That was the year voyage opened and Vo- voyage was running damn, so you know. badass this year that the next morning, like if you listen to that, that Kentucky can continue the Kentucky kingdom panel thing. Um, my voice is raspy because I was screaming the night before and in, in, in a wrong way. But voyage was just so over the top that I had no, <laughs> I it just took it out of me. So, well, yeah, I mean, voyage is just one of those, like it'll just knocks you, knocks you away. It, it was much. better this year than it was opening year. Oh, wow! By, by far. I don't know how they did it, but I mean, we were just floored. I mean, because of the social distancing and the way that they were, um, there were so many people at that event this year that I only got two rides on it, but they were both at night and it was just insanity. It was insane. I wanted to mention real quick, since you brought up rock and metal, uh, and this may interest you aftershock dropped their lineup for next year after it got postponed from this year. Okay. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be there. Hopefully Ben will be there, but we're going to do some meetups, Northern California parks and nice. the festival. Yeah. It's, uh, two nights of Metallica headlining oh, and my chemical romance in between. Metallica is kind of like one of my gateway drugs into metal. So they're like one of my favorites. I, I, I mean, I, I, I hung out with them in entry uh, level, but I hung out with them in 88 on their injustice for all tour. I, I just, I, I swear to God, this is a sign of times. I just found my jean jacket that's autographed by them. It was in a bag in one of my closets. Damn. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in hanging out in NorCal next October, yeah, maybe I'll take you up on that. That'd be great, man. And actually, I'll be at Cedar Point next weekend. It'll be after this is released. But on the on the closing day? Out there. Yeah, I'll yeah. be at Kings Island, unfortunately. Or I'd, be, I'd totally be up there to do that. I, I got some video stuff to shoot on closing day, and this will be the last time I get to do it for months. So I got a the, – the phone I got um, has crazy slow-mo, so I want to try that out at a park. I'll be there Saturday, too, in case you're, you're oh, around. Okay. So – just be careful, man, because Ohio is sucking right now with the co- with the virus. Well, basically, we got a good deal on breakers. Oh, okay. So we're like, we just wanted to get the fuck out of Chicago for a few. Sure, thing. I don't. Yeah, I don't. So it's like we'll go stay at Breakers and then basically treat the park like an like a bonus. Yeah. You yep. know, like if it gets crazy and or it's too busy or whatever, we'll just go now, chill at the hotel. Have now, a drink, did you get, did you get a reservation? <clears throat> okay. Yeah, because I know they they were implemented the, uh, that Kings Island doesn't though. 
thankfully also our friend, a uh, friend of the show and one of our buddies, uh, Brandon, works at Breakers. So he helped. That's awesome. Take care of everything. Awesome. Yeah. So that'll be fun. But yeah, if you're if you're up and around Cedar Point this weekend, I'll be there. Oh, you know what? Me up. I, I actually can't. That's that's October thirty first, correct? Yeah. Halloween. Oh, damn it! I I already pre purchased another rock and metal tie. I'm watching Devin Townsend live on stage. It. I already bought the ticket. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's he's one of my faves. So for sure. Well, that'll be good. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, sorry. It's kind of last minute. We just kind of planned it because the the rates were good, and so uh, it's like you know what? It's our last chance to kind of do something if we want to. I'm sure I'll, I'll hang out with you guys sometime next year for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. Definitely. I have to have that happen, man, because this is this yeah. is a lot of fun. We haven't even gotten to like half of this stuff. I don't think. <laughs> no, I know. Although if you know, we we tend to like I said, make it very conversational. So we'll just go for as long as anyone's willing hey, to talk. I, I have basically. nothing to do, so keep it going. Yeah. I'm, I'm up for that, for sure. Sure, sure. Okay. All right. Um, so... I was I, just saying, like... What was that, Ben? It was one thing that... Uh, I mean... <clears throat> gosh, man. Walnuts stuck in my throat. <clears throat> Sorry. One second. <clears throat> well, I'll say real quick while well, Ben's, like, giving himself the Heimlich. <laughs> um, I want to point out, we've never talked to Sean, but... This is definitely like talking to an old friend from like. Oh, I, I'm, I'm feeling that vibe as well with you guys for sure, man. And, and there's something that we all experienced back in the day that you can't get now. And I think that's what we're, we're playing on right now. Totally, totally. And yeah, I mean, kind of like what I was alluding to before uh, we started recording that, like, I've met, you know, my best friends through this hobby and also like the worst people I've ever yeah. met through this yeah. hobby. So, like, it just it just goes it yeah there it's not one it's one or the other and they're both extreme on both sides it's it's really strange and it's always been that way man it's always been that way oh well actually on that same topic kind of uh briefly mentioned that actually we met 10 years ago on skyscraper when i was working that so it's it is it is funny because like there are a few people that actually have like remembered me or, you know, I've like remembered them giving them rides because, I mean, any enthusiast that goes to the park, then when Skyscraper is open, probably read it a few times. I, I'm going to have to look, look at my old footage because I know I have I had friends like record the ride that I was on when I was on Skyscraper. And I'll have to see. I mean, I don't know what you look like right now. I, I, can't, I have this weird memory where I don't forget a lot of stuff visually. But like if you told me your name two minutes later, I'll forget it. But visually, yeah. I could probably tell you what you were wearing that. Well, you were wearing the Cedar Point uniform, but um, I mean, I'm I'm I was probably the tallest guy in the crew. Okay, if, I'll, I'll look at my footage and see if I have any. If if if, if so, that'll be a trip, you know. Yeah, <laughs> and that certainly just goes to show how small this damn community. It, it really is. is, man. I mean, it really is. Here, here's this is the. I remember doing this interview for some news channel at one of the media days. And I said, the, the nature of the hobby is strange because, like, I could see you guys at, like, Cedar Point on Saturday, right? And then I could go to, like, um, Islands of Adventure the very, like, the two days later and see you guys there and not oh, know yeah. that you guys were going to be there. And then, like, we wouldn't freak out. It's just the nature of the hobby. You run into people you know all over the world, you know? Yeah, and you just hope they're the cool ones when you run yeah, into them. I, I, no joke, man. My buddy Justin lives in the UK. He 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 runs a European coaster club, and he does like he works for Guinness World's Record, like all the coaster records. He does those. Okay, I ran physically bumped into him um, at SeaWorld Orlando 
physically bumped into him um, in Tokyo, and th- and he was on the same train I was in London. Oh wow! <laughs> and, and like, what are the chances of that actually happening? You know, but it's just again the nature of the hobby. Well, that's one one thing that's like super cool about this hobby is that like on a microcosm level, like Ben and I have never physically lived very close to each other. Mm -hmm. So we've always definitely had more like a talking or aim chatting type of friendship, which naturally progressed into a podcast, obviously. But it's that whole idea of like, you have this one thing in common, but then thanks to like whatever the internet, different ways to stay in touch, you know? Yeah. You're, that's a great point because I mean, I, 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 I feel bad for the coaster enthusiast that doesn't like to travel because you have to travel. Is that a thing? Oh yeah. There's, there's a few people I know that have never left their home park. Oh, oh yeah. There, there's, there's actually a lot of Cedar point diehard fans that just don't see there's a point in going anyplace else. Yeah. I've met a few of those. Yeah. I am as well. That like the importance of that goes way beyond roller coasters. Yeah. Like, seeing other parts of the world or even just the country yeah. it's it's a really great experience to have oh yeah beyond just like oh i got this new credit like you can like try to experience stuff that's yeah a I mean, little bit more yeah <laughs> it's uh and it, it's nice because like the hobby definitely i would say it kind of changed my life in a positive way because i grew up in like a very small town that had no opportunity whatsoever like it was 800 people oh wow and, it's very easy to get sucked in and like, you know, have a kid, drug use, that sort of thing. And like coasters was the one thing that actually got me. It was like a motivation. Like I was so obsessed with coasters that I knew I had to like get out to go to parks. Yeah. And so like it's the motion of that kind of got me used to traveling. And then with that, I was like, you know, what? I'm going to go to college somewhere else and then I'm going to take a job somewhere else. And then I got into consulting where you have to travel every week. And it's yeah, just like. I'm, I'm usually on the road 30 weeks of the year normally for work. And this year I've been at home most of those times, uh, almost mm-hmm. the whole time. So it's been scary as hell. But what you just described, I call the spiral, meaning you start like your home park and then you're like, Hey, I like this park. Maybe I can go to a park in another city and you do that. Then you're like, Oh, wait a minute. Let me get, let me, let me just go to a different state. And once you do a different state, you start doing the coasts, you know, both coasts. Then it yep. takes you to Europe and then it takes you to Japan. You know, it just keeps going and going and going and going. Yeah. Plus, like, um, I always enjoy it adds a lot of excitement to just traveling in general, because I mean, even like when I check into a hotel when it's work related, it still has that little bit of excitement because it reminds me of when I was younger and like going to parks and. Wow. I feel that, too. Yeah. Like hopping planes and like, oh, it's 4 a.m. All right. Quick. Now I got to drive here. And, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah. I, I love travel, man. I think I was built for it. I mean, I just I just love it. You know, mm-hmm. that's one of the reasons I, uh, last month, um, I just been wanting to do a, like a safe road trip, no parks, just go. And my mom lives out in Phoenix. She's been out there for like almost three years now and, um, or maybe two years. And I hadn't seen her since she left Ohio. And, uh, she had a bout with breast cancer this year and she beat it, you know, and I, I wanted to be out there with her, but with all the travel restrictions back, um, you know, a few months ago, I couldn't get out there. So I literally had a friend that needed a car taken to Colorado. So she gave me her car. I drove it to Colorado, then to Phoenix and then back. Nice. Um, and it, it just helped me clear my mind so much, man. It was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
Man, I'm glad to hear your mom's doing all right. Yeah, it was scary, man. I, 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 you know, she's just a special, special person. So I got to spend some time out there with her. Well, that's good to hear. Yeah, I think like traveling during all of this is important to do, but like you said, safely. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's what scares me because um, I remember getting gas in, in Missouri on the way out west and they had a sign on the door like the, the like the receipt for the, the the pump wasn't it didn't have paper in it so i went in to get a receipt and they had a big sign on the door it said masks are not required in here but i wore my mask and i walked in and i asked the guy i was like hey there's no paper in the thing um can i get a receipt and he was like take that mask off and i said sir i'm just doing oh, I, I said sir i'm just doing my part you know i'm, I'm not this isn't a political statement i just want my receipt and i'll get out of here and he's like well it's out of paper so i didn't get a receipt i walked out and it was all because I was wearing a mask. Like, I don't understand if that provides just a little bit of safety, even why you would not want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. There's actually, I've encountered people who actually get kind of get off on uh, making people uncomfortable with the mask thing. Yeah. So like last weekend I went up on the upper peninsula in Washington, which is super rural and kind of isolated. And we're at a diner and, every employee there like kept pulling the mask like below their chin you know and like and they knew that we were seattle people and we were wearing our masks when we walked in and they were like it was like they were like intentionally like fucking with us and like yeah of course uh, so there's probably some people out there that are like i'm gonna cough on every surface yep since we're talking about masks i just want to bring up real quick um we had a guest on, I don't know, Dino Scott Schaefer. Oh, yeah. I know him really well. I've known him for since he was 15 years old, probably. Yeah. Good dude, right? Mm-hmm. Solid dude. Mm-hmm. We had him on the show a couple months ago, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And you know, Scott, yeah. he made a joke about not wearing a mask and coughing on people. Oh, boy. So we've been posting our episodes to YouTube. Well, Reddit, some fucking asshole on Reddit is like, Upstop Media doesn't wear a mask and is trying to spread COVID. Oh, boy. So I just want to take this opportunity real quick to say, fuck you, guy on Reddit. And this is a comedy show. So if we if we mean anything serious, we'll say it's serious. Yeah. So real serious, like, wear a fucking mask and wash your hands. Yeah. And stay six feet away from me and everybody else. Yeah. That's why. That's the serious bit. That, I mean, and that's why, like, um, I only went to Kings or Cedar Point once this year. And it was like right after they opened. And it was just for season pass holders. And it was quite honestly scary because everybody's learning how to deal with this. Right. So the difference between how Kings Island was dealing with a mask and Cedar Point was staggering. Okay. And like Kings Island, I mean, they have people in line monitoring, you know, put your mask up and all that. And there wasn't any of that at Cedar Point because of the staffing issue. Um, because, you know, a huge part of their staff there is is foreign uh, exchange students and they couldn't get them over here this year. So there was a lot of stuff closed when I went up there. But I don't understand like um, like, there, the, for instance, there was a lady in, there was a lady in here in Ohio that went to a, like a high school football game and she didn't wear a mask and she was touting it. And then, so they asked her to leave and she wouldn't, she got nasty and they, a cop tried to take her away and she, I don't know if she hit the cop or whatever, but he ended up tasing her. And now there's, Oh my God. Yeah. You gotta see the video of it. It's crazy. Um, 
And I'm just like, it, none of this would have happened had you just put the cloth on your face. You know, it's a piece of cloth. Come on. Yeah. Again, this is the serious part of the show. Yeah. Wear your damn yeah. masks. And that's and that's what's kind of interesting to see. Like, is I mean, back in the day, I was a big conspiracy guy. Not like flat Earth, but you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I would get a little too high and fall into YouTube rabbit holes. And like, it's well, just- let's let's also clarify. Conspiracy theories used to actually have some like evidence and fact to back them up and tie things together. Yeah, not just like somebody thought something up, right? And then was like, that that seems true, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Like you and uh, so go ahead, Ben. I uh, just wanted to clarify. Oh that. yeah, just how like masks are a, a what a, it's a way of control or no, it's to see who complies. That's what the mask is for. That's the yeah. only reason. Yeah, I mean, I did the sky coaster at, at Kings Island uh, the last visit I was there with uh, ribs and bacon actually, um, uh, and I was like. I don't know. I mean, you're, you're tied to somebody, you know, there's three of us together in this like human burrito configuration when you're going up on those things. And like, all of a sudden I was like, man, should we be doing this? But they, they make you do your hand sanitize and all that stuff, you know? Um, so it wasn't like, and we had our masks on, but it wasn't like we were purposely doing that to piss people off. They had the ride open and we did it. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. People are just, like looking especially in today's world just like that looked with a bitch about something well yeah i mean people are bored sitting yeah. behind their screen yep um <laughs> so um danian rafferty D- danian danian rafferty he's a friend of the show i shouldn't be mispronouncing his fucking name <laughs> he says what's the one coaster you never got to get on that you wanted to before it closed oh that's a good question um oh man uh, you know what? I, I'll tell you, I don't know why I was so bummed not to get on this ride, but there was this park in Kansas, I think called Joyland. And they had, this, oh, yeah. they had that wooden coaster there. And I was, I was literally on a trip where I could have fit that park in, but decided not, uh, I wanted to another park instead. And then the park closed. And, um, I think actually Tommy Faircloth was looking to buy that or something at one point, that park. Oh, that sounds kind of familiar. That and or or um, that and uh, Ghost Town in the Sky. I know he was definitely involved with like one of the guys that bought that place. Yeah, and, Tommy, if you're hearing this, chime in. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to maybe have him on again. Yeah, if he's if he's feeling up to it. Definitely sending good vibes to Tommy. Absolutely. Love you, pal. And I I believe somebody has a um a GoFundMe for him and his medical costs. So if you look up Tommy Faircloth, GoFundMe, I'm sure it pops up. I'll make sure we include a link to that in the episode description. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to share it on my channel next week and, and then uh, make a donation as well. Just, just, uh, he, he deserves any support he can get right now. Definitely. He's, uh, he's a great dude. And I mean, I remember getting those. He used to send out DVDs for free yeah. every year. I got every one of them. And those are fucking funny still. Oh, they, they absolutely. You you couldn't release those today. I mean, people would flip out. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. No, there'd be a he'd be canceled on his first upload. <laughs> well, I, I met him uh, at a coaster marathon at Six Flags Over Georgia. Um, there was 30 of us, I think, that started the marathon. It was 30 hours on Great American Screen Machine. And he was him and I were one of the uh, two of the eight that lasted the whole thing. 
that sounds pretty intense. Yeah, he made a really good video about it. I don't know if it's up online, but I, I know it's. It might even be on one of his DVDs. I'll have to look. Well, he had some interesting shit like that whole thing about uh, Heritage USA. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, Tommy's a good dude. So we're sending love to Tommy, and we'll definitely be sharing the GoFundMe. Awesome man, and we'll Thank kick you. in for that because yeah, we love Tommy. Uh, the gap was a big part of like Ben and I, you know, as coaster kids. <laughs> that was a that was a big part of our experience. You know, um, Josh Harrington was over there. Oh yeah, Josh. I know him really well. I don't know if you were ever on that forum, but a lot of a lot of the people you probably know were on there. I, I didn't. I, I think I had checked out of forums by that time, but I know of it because he, he was always telling me about it as well. And then Ray Osborne was on there and Ray's a really good friend. And Oh, yeah. Ray's great. Yeah. I'm trying to have him on. Oh, I, I, yeah. He, I mean, he, he lives in Florida now. I can I, we, we text, you know, um, he, he has this thing where anytime I go to Kings Island, he try, um, if, and he's there, he, he surprises me. He doesn't tell me he's coming up. He just surprises me. And he's super, super cool, dude, man. Yeah. Ray's great. Uh you know, we we both known Ray, I think, since what, like oh nine? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've known him since uh the year so uh, gosh, I know him twenty five years. I've known him since ninety five because he used to always hang out at, at Cedar Point. And um he uh you know, when he was he, he lived here in Columbus, he lived like two minutes from me for a while. And he was at Southwest, he still works for Southwest Airlines and um I had helped him with some pretty, pretty, pretty heavy horrible horrible shit and he wanted to say thanks so he said uh bring a bag show up at the airport we'll fly wherever we can tonight i was like really and he's like yeah so i went to the airport and he's like where do you want to go and i'm like well i still haven't done cars land and disney it just opened he's like well, let's 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 book a flight to la right now so he booked it and um we flew to chicago midway and we they wouldn't let us board the plane from Chicago to LA. So we got stranded in the airport. So we, we booked a room and a rental car and went to uh, ride Hades 360 the next morning instead. So <laughs> nice. And then we went to like the home alone house and all that stuff. So uh, yeah, he's, he's just, he's one of my best friends, man. I love Ray. Oh, Ray's great. Yeah. Last time I saw him was, Shit, I met up with him at Cedar Point in 2012. You'll you'll have to ask him, like if you if you talk to him again, or maybe I can get him on here. You'll have to say, uh, just say the words "flight of fear," and he'll just laugh because you know how like "flight of fear," you go into that saucer before the station. Yeah, he, he let the biggest fart in there, and it cleared out the saucer. Nobody would go in there because it stunk so bad. <laughs> And and he's the only human being I know. Uh, we were riding racer at Kings Island once, and he was in the front row, and I was in the back. He again let one go, and that fucking cloud was so potent that I smelled it in the back of the train as we were on the course. Right. <laughs> Ask him about it; he'll tell you. We uh, I remember. Oh, Ben's got it. Yeah, where you like like jumped up and clicked his heels and farted like <laughs> front when we were exiting a ride. That sounds like him, man. Yeah, he came up to like Great America opening day. I think that was 09. Yeah, and he's like running in front of us on the exit ramp. And <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, good memories, man. He, he actually sent me a picture. Uh, 
the day before Hollywood Night started this year on the plane, and he was with uh, Scott Schaefer and Sarah. They were he he took a picture and sent it to me, saying, "Look, I'm sending people your way right now." Is his number still the same? Um, I I I mean, it's the same number I've had since I've known him. Okay, then I'm gonna assume so. I'm just gonna text him and say <laughs> we're talking. Yeah, <laughs> about him. Yeah, just say we're talking about you. Oh, by the way, what, what about Flight of Fear Saucer? And he'll laugh. You watch. It was bad, dude. Like people, I mean, we were already on the ride and ridden it, and people still wouldn't walk in that thing. It just kind of it hovered. I mean, nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's gonna do it for part one with Sean Flaherty. Make sure to go check him out on his YouTube channel. It's under the name Sean Flaherty. We're going to be back next week with part two with Sean. And he has got some absolutely incredible stories in part two that you are not going to want to miss. So make sure you keep it tuned here on your favorite coaster sucks. In fact, why don't you go ahead and hit the subscribe button now so you won't miss part two when we drop it next week. And while we're at it, go ahead, please leave us a five-star review on whatever app you're using to listen to this show, or perhaps you're listening on YouTube. And in that case, leave us a like and a comment. And whatever the case, please just uh, five stars or interact with us however uh, the, the content, however you can on whatever app you're using to listen. We really appreciate it. Now, if you are on Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star review. Tell us, what is your favorite Sean Flaherty video? We will read the best answer next week on the show. Maybe not next week, but we'll read them eventually. Give us a follow on the socials. We are on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Tumblr for whatever fucking reason. If anybody else is over at Tumblr. You can email us at yourfavoritecoastersucks at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 312-572-9552. You can also send a text to that number, but please do not send us dick pics. Please send those to ridethisonepodcast at gmail.com. Speaking of Ride This One, go check out their newest episodes. They have been doing some fantastic sketches and uh i was in the last two episodes so you know that's that's pretty cool but yeah go check those guys out they have some good shit going on um boom but we have a discord server now so you can look for the link to that in the episode description you can join us there we pop in we chat a little bit we got a great community there so join us of course, the easiest way to get a hold of us or find any of our stuff is on our website, yourfavoritecoastersucks.com, or this one's pretty easy to remember, rollercoasterpodcast.com. Go check it out. We want to thank all of our patrons over on Patreon. You can join these fantastic folks over at patreon.com slash yourfavoritecoastersucks. Starting at just a buck a month, we got some fantastic stuff over there. We got bonus episodes. We got the shout-outs on the show. We do show notes. We got um, the fantastic Zoom calls that we do every month. Every month. And that's for everybody on our Patreon. We hang out. We They go for hours. I think the last one went for maybe six or seven hours. They go forever. It's a party. It is a party. It It's a party. So come join the next one. 
We uh, post all the details over on the Patreon, and again, that starts at just a buck a month. And um, like I said, we include the shout-outs on the show. And so here is a thanks to all of our fantastic patrons. Nathan Slater, Brian Lewis, Joshua Knight, Luann Lewis, Scott Levine, Mikey Mayo, Michael Muldoon, Tristan Cox, Dominic B., Stephen, Stephen Stephen Feinberg, Daniel Puckett, Nathan Hart, Jonathan Hawkins, Jared Mullen, Brandon Carter, Ryan Shoemaker, and an extra special thanks to our executive producer, Logan N. Go check out his podcast, Prairie Coasting. Good shit. Thanks a bunch for listening. And I'm recording this outro um, without everybody else since this is a surprise two-parter. So I'll just say it now for all of us this time. And you'll get a real outro from all of us next time. Until next time, your favorite coaster sucks.